At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, we hear you seeing Pump. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A and E. And joining me is my co-host, the man, the myth, the revolutionary, Q Flow, Flow the Rookie. What's going on, everybody? We are here. We are here for another week of the BS this week when it comes to wrestling. I mean, you, once again, I think we as a people need to stop saying, can 2020 get any worse? Like, we, we got to stop saying that. Because it's just like, don't worry. I will put some extra load on your plate every week. <laughs> Today, Hold my beard. It, it's, it's all I'm saying. Hold my beard. I got you. I'm going to stop saying What we should start saying is, Will 2020 get any better? And maybe it'll, you know, present itself in a better light for the next half of this year. So, a lot of things to talk about uh, this week on the podcast, guys. First, always make sure uh, we're going to pay the bills and we're going to go give a shout out to SpacesPhilly.com. That's your company we are a part of. Make sure you join SpacesPhilly.com and check out all the great stuff they have over there, like the Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show. Both sides and the Market Dark Show. Make sure you also check out their web series, The Life of Kofi. Life of Kofi just had its uh, season finale, uh, season finale a couple weeks ago. So uh, they okay. work, yeah, they're working on season two right now. So okay. make sure you guys check that out, and make sure you guys check out the Nerd Coaching content on there as well, the Nerd Gasm Talk podcast, which we will be doing this weekend as well. Uh, the Turntable Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. Drunk Thoughts Over Tongues, you know, Ballers Lounge Podcast, and of course, No Gimmick Scene Wrestling Podcast, get all your wrestling news. Make sure you guys check, oh, yeah. yeah, make sure you guys check us out on all the podcast apps such as Spotify, Google Play, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff, Apple Podcasts, and check us out on YouTube Premium as well. But if this is Google Play, you should already have YouTube Premium. So, uh, if you guys just like to listen to podcasts on YouTube, check that out. Check out also... The Real Nerd Coalition.com. The Real Nerd Coalition.com is where you can get your Nerd Coalition merch, your NC shirts, your No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling shirts, and your hoodies. We got the, 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 the No Gimmicks Needed logo. We got the NC logo. We got the NC Shazam logo. And we got the Retro NC logo for anybody out there. So make sure you guys uh, check that out and get all into that. Make sure you check out QFlow's great stuff because I know he got, a, he got something coming out pretty soon. Yep, got a song coming out Monday. Monday, June 29th. 29th. 
midnight. Oh, at midnight. So, okay, so June 29th at midnight. Make sure you guys, uh, QFlow got a new song coming out. Make sure you check that out. And make sure you guys always give the love to the war drum. You can listen to that and, uh, on all the apps. You just go to the RoadNearCoalition.com. It has all that stuff up there linked up in there, along with the QFlow merch, the layover, the QFlow stuff. Make sure you guys go check that out and, you know, help support the channel as well. And also help support the fight against, you know, racism and injustice also. We seen Batista and uh, Titus O'Neil was out there in Florida today doing the love walk, the, the, the love march. Mm-hmm. I, I, I he's up for Titus O'Neil's up for a humanitarian award. Yes, he's a finalist for that Muhammad Ali humanitarian award. I mean, it, there, there's some hard names in there. If he can win it, that would be something. That'd be dope. Yeah, that, that would be dope. Because I'm saying, because I, I love my wrestling also, but I mean, but there's a lot of there's a lot of good people like this also. My boo Maya Moore is nominated also. You know, she... Yeah, the WNBA. And I'm just like, you got some heavy hitters in this category. But just to even be a finalist, though, is something mm-hmm. it's something to be said for an achievement that high. So, you know, shout out right. to Tyson. Actually, you know, because for some reason, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything, uh, you know, I haven't seen WWE post anything on, like, the social injustice. Of what? No, they 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 did their one statement, and they let Titus handle everything else. Okay, I'm about to say because I seen a whole they did a whole post for Pride Month, which I'm not, which is fine. Yeah, what I'm saying is where was the Black Lives Matter post yeah. or something? That's all that, I'm asking. To, to to be I'm fair, saying. to be fair, even though you know, but I didn't. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm saying even though WWE is shitty. Uh, they did when when this whole racial thing was started back in the beginning of June. They did they did put their their post up and say okay. you know they're now on the side of racism and of course Tyson has been on the front lines and they have been pushing him forward on that cause. So so I, right. I will I, say I, I, I missed it then. That's on me then. Oh yeah no now wh- whether that was vain or not you know what I'm saying you know for PR they put something up there like for PR they put something there about about. The, you know the, the you know the homosexuals up there too, you know the, the, for the LGBTQ community. So that's right. this is really for you know what I'm saying it's it's about PR with them. But but right now Titus Batista they led this uh, march down in Tampa, Florida, the the, the the love march and everything, and it was a good turnout. It was a, it was a good turnout. They had their mask on there down there, and then they marched in the. Uh, down the streets into the bridge and everything. It was a it was a real nice moment. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm glad I'm glad they had a good turnout. You know, saying look, Batista and Tyus, you you know how tight they are, so they just gonna go ahead and they yeah. gonna do. And like that, this has to be the reason why Titus, you know, got his job because I'm telling you right now he is like the PR guy for WWE right now. He yeah. goes out there yeah. and that Susan G. Coleman and does this this Black Lives Matter stuff. He he goes out and like when when they tell him to go there and fight for everybody, he'll, he'll just go out there and do it, you know. But at least it feels genuine coming from Titus, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it does. It does. <clears throat> so he's doing, uh, he's doing good out there for me, good. in my opinion. Oh yeah, he's doing great. He's doing great. As I'm saying, I want him to win a humanitarian award. I really do. I do too. So now since we got that out, it's it's been a dark week in wrestling now. Once again, just a couple seconds ago, I, I said that WWE played a PR part. Let me tell you how messed up WWE is now. <laughs> All right. So last week we talked about 
how one of their performance people have been tested positive for the COVID-19, for the Rona. And Kevin Owens said, no, I'm going home. And now, they was doing all this testing, and now the numbers have gone up. It went from 3 to 12 to 24 to now 30 WWE, whether it be employees or wrestlers, tested positive for COVID. Insane. This is insane. You know what? WWE got nobody to blame but themselves. Yep. They got nobody to blame but themselves. And now, of course, it's a, it's a private matter for people who want to, to let people know that they have it. But the ones who did come out and say that they had it was uh, Renee Young has uh, tested positive for COVID. Kayla Braxton tested positive twice. If that ain't sc- first of all, that's what's scary for me. I know why she didn't. All right, no, what we, you gonna say? Can we go into this? I know, I know why she got it. She'll never say her black ass hat. Well, I don't know what is she. Is yeah, she black? Right? She's colored. This people. She's colored. She don't keep her ass hat on, bro. Like she always out taking pictures, doing photo shoots, no mask on. Like what do you? What do you? Oh, do? oh, so, the- oh, so she be out. She be out, out. She be out, yo. I follow her on the gram, bro. It's just a photo. She's just taking that. In. She's a very beautiful woman. Yes. So, so I get it. But I don't get it. Stay ass in the crib. Yeah. Look, it, it's, it's bad. Not that hard. It, it, exa- like, look, it's bad enough when you in Florida, okay? And, and like I said, uh, right now, when dumb look when the, when the beaches started to open up and everything, everybody headed to L.A. and Florida. Right. And if you see her, if you watch her Instagram, she's been to the beach. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, that's what people look. People don't understand whether it be whether the, the the virus be in the sand, whether it be in the water. It's like, and I've been seeing these pictures. Like it, it be like packed July beach. I'm like, yo, y'all, that's just too much. I mean, just because it's like this. Just because something moves into the yellow phase or the green phase, don't mean just hop up in there. Because if somebody is still sick and they just hop up in there, they're not going to get sick too. Mm-hmm. And and what's going on with WWE? It's just like, look, they Vince McMahon want that show to continue no matter what. And with that happening, is now this thing is biting him squarely in the ass. It's biting him squarely in the ass to the point where it's just like, this thing is out of control. It Like I said, it, it didn't reveal all the names, but when SmackDown happened yesterday, you can tell it's out of control. Because people are, there's certain people that's not there. And there's going to be rooms, if people don't see certain people there, they're going to think that they are sick. And you and, and once again, Vince doesn't understand how social media works. So he doesn't understand that that the word spreads so lightning quick about that people didn't see AJ Styles on SmackDown and he was advertised automatically you thinking he must got the Rona because why else are you not there why else is everybody else coming to work and doing something they've been doing for the past three four months and all of a sudden you stop coming and you just won a championship some wrong you know what I'm saying automatically something is wrong and it's only going to get worse 
this is this is the stuff they talk about. So people don't understand that everybody don't experience the same symptoms all the time. And this is speaking from somebody who openly admits he had the, the virus. You know what I'm saying? There are these people that, that, that go around just carrying it. You got to understand something. I don't understand why Vince don't think that everybody that's in that performance, other than the, the talent, everybody don't live in Florida. Right. Everybody don't live in Florida. So when everybody goes back home, whether Kofi goes back to Boston or somebody goes back to New York or somebody comes back to Philly or somebody goes back to Texas or somebody goes, you know, to Canada or whatever the case may be, or, you know, North Carolina, L.A., wherever they live, after they do the two weeks of tapers and then they come back, wherever they were, wherever they were at, no matter what, just even if it's common now, cold germs. I got, a, I got a quick question. When did this spike happen? Did this happen? Because wasn't there a week... Where they were just filming back to back to back. Yes, there there was a week. Yeah, go, go, go ahead, go ahead. Did it happen? Did it happen? Did it spike after this week? After that uh, specific week? You know what? It was definitely a week where they was filming for like eight hours. I'm, I'm, what? Uh, I'm gonna say right. The way it looks, they were re- they're recording because. They heard that the things were rising. But here's the thing. When Florida started opening back up certain things, and like Texas and stuff like that, where a lot of these superstars operate from, instead of taking precaution, they went and kept on doing it as business as usual anyway, not thinking. See, once again, Vince was in his own bubble. So when they started doing all the testing, if you're bringing everybody back in, and all of a sudden it's the epicenter of the United States of this disease... When you got people working in Florida, you're not safe anymore. When when the surge should have happened, they should have put a pause on taping. Now, once again, I, the business side of it, they got obligations to USA. They definitely got obligations to Fox. I don't know what what, what the deals and that all that stuff entails, but right now, you are not making it a safe work environment, and that's why Kevin Owens bounced. And that's why Sammy's not there. That's why Roman's not there because Roman already knew. There's Roman no was way Roman was not playing. He knew like if this was going to continue with this, it's not. It's not going to get anything but worse. And once again, with people getting patient, and then also they, they, they want to hurry but open stuff back up. This is how we we, we get to a, a a second wave, which we wasn't even expecting until the fall. The right. flu season came back. And, thing, and then yeah, y'all know Roman, man. He, Rona, Lord, Roman <laughs> just got in remission. Like he don't need to be there. He don't. He did not need to be there. Yes. Also, backstage producer Adam Pierce revealed that he has tested positive. Also, and then Jamie Noble came out and said that he tested positive for COVID nineteen. Hey, oh, oh, oh! Come out, come out! Stop, 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 stop! Who? Jamie. Jamie Noble. Noble. Where's Teepin? Jamie Noble. Jamie Noble. See, here's the thing. Jamie Noble works in the back, and he helps put matches together. Jamie? No- yes. We talking hillbilly. Yep, Jamie Noble. Used to be with, with Nadia. Uh-huh. Jamie? Oh, my Lord. Yep. Okay. 
And then that now, right. then, so here this the, 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 no the bleed hasn't stopped yet because see WWE also uh, has been for the last couple of weeks starting to let certain fans in uh, backstage at the tapings. So huh. they they were friends of wrestlers of you know family members stuff like that, and they were coming in to help for the crowd, and they all were reported. This is what the reports came out that they were not allowed to wear masks. That's ridiculous. That that is ridiculous. Uh, the WWE issued a statement about all that, arguing to Max that fan has not been fans have not been in attendance at WWE events since March 13. Yesterday, a select number of friends and family were permitted to attend WWE's uh, TV production. These individuals were required to participate in medical screenings before entering the closed set at our training facility and were kept apart from in-ring performers and uh, production personnel. Attendance was below 20% capacity. The social distancing guidelines were uh, heard to with at least six feet between parties. Thus, face masks were not required. Okay. If you're in, there were reports, right, that when these people were in the performance center, they were uncomfortable. They, you see, they don't have no chairs out there. No chairs. The amount of tapers that they have to do, and there was no air conditioning. If I'm no air conditioning, no they just had the big ass ceiling fans going. If I'm sweating, okay, and I'm standing and I'm getting frustrated, I'm not standing in one spot for eight, nine, ten hours. No eating, no drinking, and if I'm breathing hard or if I'm sweating. And then I wipe, say if I wipe just a little sweat off my forehead and fling it, right? Mm-hmm. That's how germs travel. That's how germs travel. You can fling it and an ounce of your sweat can get on that barricade. And somebody else will just come over on the barricade and, you know, touch it. You transfer germs. I'll tell you how, another way germs travel. I know for a fact I've been to events now So I can say it mm-hmm. All that yelling You're going to be coughing At least once or twice Yes All that cheering and pop Yeah You're going to be coughing Once or twice and all I've been that, And all that activity Six feet Is not for a Far enough That's the point Of these masks out here And for some reason They don't get that And they weren't doing Coronavirus tests They were doing Temperature checks. So, so when 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 me and Lady Sketch took our daughter to the doctor, right? They was only allowing one baby in there at a time. Before we got in there, they they gave us temperature checks where they they, they checked the forehead for the fever. If you have the COVID, the Rona, there is some kind of virus in your body. So that's what the fever represents. Now, everybody don't have the same kind of effects. Like I said, there's some people that, that, that experience no symptoms or asymptomatic carriers. So that's what they've been doing in there. Let me flip the coin over to what they've been doing in AEW, what Tony Codd has been doing over in AEW. They, AEW gets tests every week. Every Monday, according to what AEW does for the test. They get tests every Monday and then to see if anybody is positive uh, before they go to work on Wednesday. That's what they do. If you see them when they sit in these chairs, they got people, they may got about two to three people per row 
of chairs, and then they go back and they they seat the people very the, the different wrestlers in the crowd very differently, mm-hmm. very differently. So <clears throat> it's reported that uh, John Moxley has to go on fourteen day quarantine. Everybody was just like, "Why? What happened?" Because Moxley. Because the way the report was, he was around somebody who was around somebody who had COVID. Okay, so we know it's his wife. Okay. At first, I didn't know. At first, I didn't even think it was his wife. Because I mean, I figured she wasn't in. She wasn't in. The, what's she doing? She don't wrestle, so why is she in the building? She don't do interviews. That's Renee. That's uh, Charlie and Caleb. Uh huh. So I was wondering, like, I didn't think it was her. I thought maybe he was around friends. Yeah. So, uh, Tony, uh, Tony Khan said, uh, that he had, as a result, the doctors told the world he has to stay home and get tested for the virus. So he's been home. Moxie hasn't been around anybody. And then, um, he, they also had a thing with QT Marshall, who said he's been around people. So Tony Khan told him, get tested in Georgia. Where he's from, don't come back here and get tested on our site. Get tested in Georgia to see what you know the, the case is before you come back here. That's how you keep your employees safe. Now, first of all, if you want to keep them safe, you don't do the wrestling at all. But if since we're going to do the wrestling, you got to find a way to keep your employees safe. And right now, it seems like he has the idea of how to do that. Right, he has a perfect idea how to do that. So now. WWE is coming out and now they're saying that they are starting to do testing. But it's it's too late now. It's it's too late. It's too What's the point of doing all these testing now when you got about a good quarter of your status of even allowed to be in the building sick? Honestly, they all they sick. They and right now Vince is freaking out because he had to keep changing, you know, the way that the shows are run. Why do you think that is? Now, once again, I understand WWE got more shows than AEW. AEW has one show to worry about, and then their pay per views. But the, but look at the area that they're in. They're in. I, I, I heard um, AEW like they they got to start getting the shows back, or um, they could possibly lose the whole thing. Well, we got some speculation. Well, I mean, Tony Khan got money because he's the co-owner oh, yeah. of the Jaguars. The, oh wow! Yeah, the football team. So they've been they've been shooting their shows in the in the Jacksonville Jaguars football stadium. All that open air, all that way oh, to really? you know, say they're not enclosed in a little box. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a, it's an out it's just a outdoor thing yeah, that, that they're doing where you can comfortably sit six feet apart. Exactly. You know, say if had had a fresh air because fresh air is good for you. So, mm-hmm. uh, they WWE was trying to cut corners so many different ways that it came back and bit him in the ass. And now, from, from from now on, it's gonna. As of right now, I don't see it slowing down. I'll be honest, nope. I don't see it slowing down. If you got, if if this if this number is true, 
Because the W's not going to let us know that. But if this number is true, okay, I can believe it. 30 plus people is tested positive. And then pretty soon, when people's tests come back, you know what I'm saying? Some of these superstars got it. That That's 14 days. And then on, even on top of that, you just it ain't just like, okay, 14 days, I come right back. That's not how it works. After my 14 days, did I feel better? But I was like, I was like, like 75%. I'm not. Yeah, I know exactly. I'm not gonna come back and wrestle a full match. I'm not gonna do that. I'm. I, I, I still gotta take it easy. And then there's residue because I've experienced this. Because after the 14 days is up, I got tested on the 15th day, got called back on the 17th day, uh, or the 18th day. Told me I still had it. And this is after my four, yeah. And this was after my fourteen days, and then so, you know the um, the infectious disease doctor had to had because it uh, they wasn't experiencing it like this, so they, they had to say, well, it could be de- dead residue in the body. Give it another seven days. That's why I didn't, I didn't get my kids back. I had to give it another seven. That 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 next seven days, I felt fine. But I was, you know, I, I was drinking my apple cider vinegar to, you know, to cleanse my body out and stuff like that. But you was drinking apple cider vinegar straight. I stopped doing that. I I, I used to do that. Like I take a shot of it. It was terrible. Huh. But no, but I mixed it with water. I mixed it with water. Oh, okay. You have a cup of water and then put it in there. But it it it, it gets all that nasty toxin and bacteria out your body. So I did that. Yeah, after yeah. after the next seven days, I went back and got my kids. Nobody has gotten sick. My kids, not my mother, not anybody I've been around. Everybody else is feeling fine. So, yeah, it, so, so once again, if in total, it took about a good 21 days for me to get healthy again. So 14 days is when the virus kind of like slows down and stops, but you're still not at 100%. You don't come back. Because they don't want to say it, but I think Tucker had it. Oldest so? partner? You know what? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, I I don't think I don't think they want to say uh say it, but I think Tucker had it because he was gone for about two months, and Otis was there. He had he had the singles pushing. All of a sudden, he just came back on SmackDown. I was just like, "You gonna explain where you've been?" You know, say because because like I said, I don't they they they, they want to say it. I didn't want to be like, you know, hey, well, we, if we don't say nothing, it doesn't exist. Because, you know, certain other right. people are saying shit like that. And I'm like, that's not the case. That's, that's why I think Carmella has it. Well, she Where had she it. Been? She had it. She did have it? Okay. Her and Corey Graves had it. I figured Corey was just going. I thought Corey was taking the Roman Reigns, bro. Yeah, no. So. I didn't know he had it. So months ago. So Corey, uh. Now, once again, they didn't say it, so I gotta say allegedly. But he had it, and then Carmella had it, and Carmella was gone. Remember, her and Dana Brooke missed WrestleMania. That was supposed to be their match. This would be a six pack challenge at WrestleMania with 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 her, Dana Brooke. Bro, bro I forgot. I don't even remember WrestleMania. I'm it, like, huh? Exactly. I know. Ba- Bailey and Sasha, Lacey Evans, and um, I think Nate was a nail. No, it wasn't Naomi, but, I think, but that, that's what the match was supposed to or Naomi. That was what the match was. Carmella and Dana Brooke got sick. 
And then once again, they never said it was COVID, but they was going for that two plus weeks. So they brought Tamina back. They changed changed it into the Fatal Five Way. That's what happened at WrestleMania. So then Carmella and Dana Brooke got their spot in Money in the Bank when they came back after WrestleMania was over because they were sick. So that's why I allegedly was thinking it was the COVID. So it had to be. And then Corey, remember Corey Graves was missing for a couple weeks, and then he came back. So, once again, like I said, they have got sick already. But but for, for Kayla Braxton saying she got sick twice. Now, once again, I do want to hear, like, is it more, is it like, are you getting the same symptoms? Or are you not getting them as bad as you did the first time? Or were you not starting stuff at all? But her getting tested positive twice is very unfortunate. She don't keep a black ass in the house, man. <laughs> she got, she, she, she really. She's been at the beach. All these damn personal. You know what I mean, she having her little photo shoots and all that, and then she going to work. Damn right, you got it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 terrible. It's it's not it's not a good look for right now. Everybody's sitting there saying, "What are we going to do?" You know, you know, coming up in the future because see now Florida is slowing down. They're going back into lockdown. Yep. So it's Texas. So it's all these people. So you got more people mad again. And then so now everybody's going back to lockdown. Everybody, like, I don't know why. I don't know why. What you mean? You don't know why? Because you you down there. You you're not wearing masks and you going out there freely. Yo, I I, I made the statement that this is a serious ass disease. I I, I I've all, I said this to my past. I said this is a serious disease, but it's not a death sentence. But still, but that is not for everybody. You're going out there against it's it's a spreading and spreading. We never going to get out this thing unless y'all behave yourself. Unless y'all, I I love how people feel as though that they're the only one stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. I love how they feel as though that you know say what, what you. There are people that are stuck in the house that got five kids. Um, who want to do that? There are people who are stuck in the house who got to take care of their. Older grandparents or parents. The people are stuck in the house that got no air conditioning. There are people that are stuck in the house that have got it sometimes worse off than you do. Mm-hmm. And and guess what? They gotta stay there. But 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 you wanna go out there and, and do what you gotta do. And for some reason, Vince wanna say, Hey, the world needs WWE. No, we don't. No, we don't. There's nothing. Yeah, we don't like wrestling that much. I'm about to say, look, I give them credit for trying to keep the pastime going on, but once again, WWE is all about fucking PR, and when it comes to them being all about fucking PR, they're all they're going to do is say things to try to make things look good on the outside, but it's making itself look worse. So when people are disappearing, because once again, they're out of tapings. So when people disappear on Raw or NXT or SmackDown, hey, where are they at? They probably get say And once again, just because somebody don't test positive that time and you still making them travel, they can test positive again. If so, look, say if Sasha Banks and Bailey don't test, they test, they test negative, right? Fine. Say, say if Sasha goes out to Dunkin' Donuts to get herself a coffee 
And I mean, she's doing everything. She got her mask on. She got her gloves on. Or, you know what I'm saying? And then she uh, gets someone off the Dunkin' Donuts cup. Who knows? Because nobody knows on that cup. She goes back to Boston, where her home is. Say she infects her mother or somebody else that's in Boston, then comes back to Florida. Now, whoever's up there in Boston who spreads around that whole area probably got the COVID. That's how that shit spreads. And now, she can come back to work and be like, I was negative. Yeah, you was negative two, last week. What about this week? You know what I'm saying? You, you got to... It has to be a constant thing. So, like what AEW is doing, when they, when they test them every week. Now, first of all, I'm sorry. I don't know what kind of test they're giving them, but I'd be damned if I'm getting that nose swab every week. I'd be... Yeah, I heard that thing hell. I, yo, I'd be damned if I'm going there every Monday and I'm getting this thing stuck up my nose. I no thank you. I'm going home. I'm going home. I don't care who. I don't care what my status is. I'm like Roman. I'm going home. Going home. It's like I get tested. I stay home. They say you're negative. Cool. Y'all not gonna see me until this thing's under control. Peace. Out. Peace out. Because I'm not. I'm not dealing with that test every week. So now, with them doing this thing every week, I'm telling you, it's gonna be worse now because you're gonna now find out people who are. Asymptomatic, which I don't think Vince understands what that means, is going to come up positive, and then that means that they don't show no symptoms, but they are carriers to pass it along. They got to stay home, and it, it and now look, we have extreme rules coming up. We got Great American Bash for the, the NXT coming up. We have Fighter Fest coming up for AEW, and then it's like. Well, there go your SummerSlam plans. They all in jeopardy. Drew McIntyre is going up against Dolph Ziggler at Extreme Rules. I wonder why. And Dolph is my guy. That's your guy. But Dolph, I'm like, it's a body. Because y'all know everybody else is either falling through the cracks or is sick. So it's very unfortunate. I am so... I'm not surprised that WWE is this fucking careless. I'm not surprised at it at all. But it just, it does bother me that they are this careless. You know... I told you there's one thing Vince cares about more than anything. It's that dollar. You're right. It's, the, it's, it's, just, it's about that moolah, about that money. If it's going to get them paid, he's going to do what he can. Man. Uh-huh. So... We 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 gonna move on to another situation. Now we're going to the AEW side of this one. Okay. Now I know you don't watch AEW that much, but there's a wrestler over there by the name of Sammy Guevara. Okay. That was he's the uh, the skateboard guy, right? No, that's Darby Allen. No, Darby he, Allen. Yeah, this guy's right in the circle. He's a great wrestler. Uh, Sammy. Hold on. Sammy is the one who's been getting ran over by the. Uh, yeah. That's Sammy Guevara. Okay. So, he recently, so once again, we talked about this last week, about the hashtag speaking out. Oh, we got some more news on that, too. Really? Let's keep going. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to have to tell me after um, after it's done. It's it's nothing crazy, but just, whatchamacallit, uh, Ligero? Yeah. Yeah, he got released by uh, NXT UK. He got released. Some dude from Impact got released. Uh, I forgot 
the dude's name. I could look it up later, but okay. um, yeah, we got we got some releases. So, but, but, but go ahead, Sammy Guevara. Okay, so, so Sammy Guevara is in hot water because of this speak this hashtag speaking out movement that's been going on, and um, mm-hmm. it was you know heartbreaking because he he was at. Uh, he was on this Raw Raw's fourth hour podcast back in 2016, and so it, it, it this this clip from this podcast had resurfaced, and he had made a comment about Sasha Banks. <clears throat> so, uh, he was talking on this podcast, and then uh, he was back there for oh, I know this story. yeah he was oh, back yeah, there I'm for a, a, a WWE. You know, uh, working back there with the company, trying out, see if we can probably get a job there. And he makes a comment that, once again, this is Sammy's words, not mine. So Sammy says, bro, Sasha Banks, oh my God. When I was at the WWE the other week, I wanted to just fucking rape that woman. That's what he said. Ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Now, I have been around guys and girls who feel as though they play like that with their people and they say these kind of comments. Whether you're playing, whether you were young, whether that's what you do with your people, I was raised to do do this one thing. Right is right and wrong is wrong. No matter how it looks. And that right there is wrong. And granted, now you can make a whole argument. Who released the clip? Who released the podcast? Because the same thing with the Hogan thing. I don't know who released the podcast. I don't know who the podcasts are. I really don't care to know of who they are. But it's out now. And now since it's out, we can't ignore it. Right. So he said that. And he was suspended by AEW. He was suspended. And he uh, has to be elevated for extensive sensitivity training. And the reason why I didn't talk about this last week is because when after the podcast ended, it just like came out like on that Monday, and I was just like, "Well, we right. yeah, we gotta uh, yeah, we, we gotta make a Monday or Tuesday." And I was like, "Well, we gotta wait till next week's podcast to talk about this." So he he came out uh, with a comment on Twitter. Uh, he said, I've made a stupid, inappropriate, and extremely offensive comment in my past. My idiotic mind, I thought I was being funny in using words and terms that represented nothing but horror and pain. I'm truly sorry for my hurtful words and actions. I will never forgive myself. So, this week, Sasha had a talk with Guevara. And it wasn't just like you Hey, I'm calling like, yo, my bad. I didn't mean to say, no. They sat down and had a talk. So this is what Sasha said. She says, earlier I spoke with Sammy. He apologized and we had an open discussion. So open discussion, they talked about it all. Mm-hmm. And you, and that's what needs to be happening when these things go on. When it comes to the speaking out with the women, when it comes to the Black Lives Matter, it ain't just about, I'm sorry, I feel bad for Open discussion, you have to understand where all this stuff comes from. And you have to understand why all this stuff is hurtful to certain people. You have to understand why all these things are happening. So I appreciate the open discussion. And then she said, words like the comment he made, jokingly or not, have absolutely no place in our society. 
I don't condone. Here's my or, thing. How do you? Huh? Like I don't. How can you say rape and then say oh, jokingly? How do you say that in the same sense? Is it like I, that's I'm my, like that, that's my thing? There's no jokingly way to say rape. Like, yes, I'm like rape is a definition of not having the other's consent. You're forcing yourself on these or on these women. Hell, on these men. That is rape. There's no joking way to say. It. There's like there's no joking way to say nigger. Okay, there's there is is there isn't. I'm just saying. Now we add an A on the end. Or if you from, from the '90s, some add, add a Z. But I'm just saying, it's not any way to joke about that. That's just the way it is. So then she she says, uh, what one thinks is just a side comment can have a massive impact on someone else's life and can send the wrong message. That's what people are not understanding. We have to hold ourselves accountable for our actions and the words we say. And I hope this situation shows him that. I hope from this point on, in order for growth and change within our community to take place, we all can continue to have these conversations. No person, man, woman, or child should ever be subjected to a feeling of fear or any unsafe environment. We all have to do better, not just for ourselves, but for generations to come. That right there, first of all, I'm proud of Sasha because I didn't want to be like, yeah, me and Sammy, we talked and we cool. I didn't want that. Right. From, from this tweet right here, it's like Sasha's like, look, I'm not going to just let you slide, homie. We're going to open discuss and talk about that. Basically, I'm going to school you real quick. And she should. And she should. I'm saying it should be a thing. Like, I'm going to school you. Because once again, it's one of those comments. It's like, look, you can say it jokingly. But then once again, if it didn't come out, are you sorry? It's hard. But once again, you in the public guy. So that stuff is going to happen. And look, I've met Sasha Banks. Once again, there, there's two stories about Sasha Banks. I've met her personally. She was nice to me. And we, I seen her at a Comic-Con. Bruh, the things that some of these people were saying about Sasha was disgusting. And I, I was there live. See, I'm in, I'm in line. Like, everybody is to meet Sasha Banks. I'm a Sasha Banks fan. You know what I'm saying? And once the guys like to support my people. And I was in line. And some of the things that it, it, I can hear from up, up in the front and hear from in the back. I'm sitting there like, that's some disgusting shit. To the point where I'm just like, bro, you shouldn't even be in this line right now. You need to get out. The, you need to get out the line. Now, once again, you, you're going to have a person out there, well, why you ain't check the people that was in line? Yeah, so I'm going to get out the line and check the whole line. Because once again, I'm ear hustling. So I can't put what somebody said to somebody's face. Now, if somebody was next to me, which I, I've had before, somebody's talking, you know, that jibber jabber out the side of Nick. I'm like, "Yo, bro, you take that somewhere else," because I ain't, I ain't, I'm not, I'm not that way. I don't swing that way it's like this. If if I got some other people saying racist shit about somebody else with me, and like I want to join in that, I'm not, and I haven't. Same thing about sexist shit. And I'm just like, you know, and she, now when I seen her, 
she was she's very playable. I got the picture to prove it. She's a very nice woman. Very to me. I can't speak for anybody else in there. You know what I'm saying? Because I know you got you got the whole Sasha Banks airport stories. I'm like, but I, I don't want to talk to you at five o'clock at the airport neither. Right. You know? So that's what I'm be, be getting. Like, whatever. That's a whole other story. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I, cool, I can say it. I don't want people get upset. Here's the thing about Sammy Guevara, though. I haven't heard any bad. I'm talking about before this happened. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything bad things about Sammy Guevara. Her he was real cool, real down earth guy. I'm saying, and uh, it's just that he fucked up big time. He fucked up big time. He knows he fucked up big time. I just want him. It's like I was asking my wife, you know, because me and you on this podcast are men of faith, right? When do you forgive somebody? When do you think it's genuine? And it's like she said, it's in your actions. And I agree with that because so now his salary while he's being suspended is being donated to this uh, women's organization to help out, you know, help help with people that's been raped or sexually assaulted. So good for that. And he's taking sensitivity classes. And then I want to see him go out to learn. I want to see him. First of all, two things I want to see people like I want you to go out and learn more, you know, about that. You you, got to learn about you know, the history and where all that stuff comes from. And then I also want you to know is check your people. Yep. And when I say your people, I'm not, cause Sammy Guevara is Hispanic. I'm not talking about all Hispanic men. I'm talking about men, your sex, check your people to the point where it's like, yo, if they say some wash out there, decide their neck, yo, check them. They can't be doing that. Not here. Because that's the wrong thing to say. That's uncomfortable. You you got right is right and wrong is wrong no matter what kind of sugar you try to put in that thing. If I, like, like you just told me, ew, did you just drink apple cider vinegar straight? I said, no, I had to mix it with water. But I'm still drinking apple cider vinegar. It ain't good. <laughs> it's not good. I don't care if I add water to it, sugar to it, chocolate to it, honey to it. Guess what? It's still fucking vinegar that's what it is and it's still gonna have that nasty ass taste if you know what I'm saying if, if somebody has stool or shit let's just be honest with you and you know what I'm saying and, 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 and you know serve it to you on, on, on a nice sandwich with all the sides it's st- you're still eating shit yeah it don't matter it, you know what I'm saying it's still bad so you you know I, I he's not I mean he's gonna be suspended but He'll come back, you know what I'm saying? But I, I want him to come, because as of right now, I want to tend that with, with, with Sasha checking him and them having an open discussion to the point where it's just like, because I, I think if, if he was passive like, I don't know, Hogan, you know say I had no name out there. If he was passive like that, I think, I don't think Sasha would go on Twitter and be like, yeah, you know, blah, 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 it was all cool. She would be like, you know, screw, fuck him. But it seemed like they, they had a open conversation. It seems like they're going to get back, you know. I, I want him to actually learn from this. Learn, listen, check your people. Because that stuff is not okay no matter what, in, in what context you're saying that. I learned that at a young age. Because mm-hmm. you can go out there and say some real wild stuff. I mean, because you have different things at, when, when you're growing up and you, and you sitting there talking about some 
oh yeah 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 because you, you're dumb and ignorant when you're in your teenage years stuff like that but then uh, I, I was thinking if I had somebody to check me you know what I'm saying like because like my dad would never let me use the B word to a woman never he checked me hard on that and I, like to this day I, no I, I don't even use that word to, de- to describe women that's just the way it was I was fortunate enough to have that so with, with Sasha like really checking especially you know I'm glad they even had an open discussion I'm glad he wasn't talking to other women I'm like no you you called out my name alright you called out my name so I'm letting you know right now that we gonna discuss this so that happened and then also hold on hold on okay hold go on. ahead before we jump into that let's just run down this release list okay so oh, yeah. this is from AEW or WWE this is this is it's two from NXT, one from Impact. Okay. Uh, so NXT released like Ligero, Ligero, the dude with the mask. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They also released Travis Banks. Mhm. And then Impact released Michael Elgin. Oh, Michael Elgin is, is going. Yeah. Oh wow. But it's because he had allegations against him, but then he also had a fight with Sammy Callahan, which I'm not mad at, but... I know, because yeah, you, you, you don't like Sammy <laughs> Callahan at all. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, okay, wow, so I didn't even I didn't even know we had all of them released from... Uh, yeah. That's, 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 that, that, that's crazy right there. So... Mm, Michael, L, I mean, it, oh, yeah, those, those are the, yeah, those are the releases. Uh, did you hear about Velveteen? <sighs> yeah, I heard about Velveteen. Wait, 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 wait! Why you sign? What did you hear? Do you tell you what you heard first? The car accident. I heard about the car accident, and I heard about his days are numbered in WWE. Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay, so first of all, oh, yeah, you know what? Let's just go over two things here. Okay, first off, Velveteen Dream. Um, Velveteen Dream, aka Patrick Clark, he was involved in a car accident. A couple day, I want to say, was it by time recorders? It was either Friday or Saturday. So that this happened, and I've read it, and uh, he went to the hospital. He's been released from the hospital. There has been no other report since then. Uh, First of all, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad as of right now, if he's released from the hospital, that he's okay. But that's not changing the fact that there has been talk. This is from WrestlingNews.com. That for the last several days... Of what his future with WWE is going to be, and right. more. Also, uh, um, huh? Go ahead. Oh no! I was just about to apologize. I'm, I just realized I'm moving a lot, and my chair is pretty squeaky. No, so it's, I just want to apologize if you if you hear that in the background. No, it's it's all right, y'all. No, because I said we we good over here. But okay, cool. His, his it says WWE's days a number. More accusations Wrong. are coming up of inappropriate conduct with minors. And WWE has yet to announce his status because the last time we seen Dream was on NXT last week, uh, when it was you know uh, him and Dexter Dexter Lumis were trying to get him to form a tag team with him. 
But you know, uh, the the, the, the like guy, yeah, with the speaking out movement, uh, Travis Banks and yeah, El, yeah, the guy you guy told me about Jack Geller have all been released. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so he said Jack Gallagher got the he got the, the Voldemort treatment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just canceled they, that. They erased everything. Like he don't exist. But you know what bothers me? What bothers me is that this guy is claimed to be a sick individual, and according to these text messages that they're showing. And you know these voice recordings that he's grooming these these young boys, and I'm like, bruh, I can't fight for you when you do shit like this. Yeah, I can't fight. And you, you know what bothers me also, Q, is that it's one of us. Yeah, we don't. When anytime we get successful in WWE, because for Velveteen Dream, let's it's was hot. Okay, everybody was on Velveteen Dream's tip. I was here in Philly when he came out to face Cash's own on how the place erupted for Velveteen Dream. After that match with Aleister Black, that man was a made man. After that NXT TakeOver War Games match with Aleister Black in 2017, he was a made man. And all he had to do was keep his head out of trouble. And first of all, when Shawn Michaels and Triple H like you, you are set. you are set. And John Cena. And, and John Cena. What do I go ahead about WrestleMania? That is a, that is that is the holy trinity, damn near. Like it, it is. And it pissed me off because look, look at where my man Dolph Ziggler's at right now. All Cena had to say was, yo, I don't think Dolph got it. And Dolph ain't been past the plateau mark since twenty or uh, 2009. Do you hear me? And it gave him a championship and everything, and Dolph has never reached that point because all Cena had to say was, I don't think he got it. Kent Kennedy, Mr. Kennedy, dropped Orton on his head. Guess what? We ain't seen Kennedy in the company since 2008. Mm-hmm. It <sighs> CM Punk. Uh, we all know the problem CM Punk had, you know, with with with, with Triple H and, uh, and everybody there. And like I'm saying when I see Punk is a whole different story. But when you got Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Cena saying, "Yo, I'm working with Velveteen Dream," when he come up. When Velveteen Dream was like, he was like the Rick Rude of our time, and he was just a good heel, and he just, he knew how to get in people's skin, and people just started liking this guy. And all of a sudden, I hear all this shit, and let's, and it, it bothers me. There's a conversation about, can you separate the art from the artist? And when you're a fan of him, it's, it's, it's disappointing. It hurts, bro. It it really hurts because I was all team Velveteen Dream, and it's like ain't because like oh I heard his allegations. It's like innocent to proven guilty, bro. It ain't looking good for him. It ain't looking good. Nah, I'm I'm off that now. Yeah, I was the first time it happened. I was like, ah, right, let's wait and see. Maybe he got hacked. Shit happened. It's 
too many. It's too. It's too much, man. It's too I can't much. Thank you no more, man. They got voices, and it's his voice on there. And if these text messages come from his phone, it's like, yo, if you read these texts, he's grooming these kids. And I'm like, bro, I can't fuck with you on that. I can't nah. get behind you on that, and it pisses me off because I was all for the fucking Velveteen. Dream. Like, bro, how? How? Where's Tyron Banks at, man? We was rooting for you, man. And that is so... We was so, all rooting for you. It was rooting That's so disappointing, bro. That's so disappointing. It's already bad enough that, you know, when it comes to minorities in WWE, you know what I'm saying, it, especially black people, it, it, it's just not always there for them. And it's like it's like maybe a couple sprout out. But, but, but right now, we are at this place... Where Velveteen, you can shut the whole thing down, and I'm like, now you by the lose your, First of all, people are like, well, he go to AEW. Tony Khan got a heart, okay? Vince don't got a heart. Tony Khan got a heart. You think he come? You think Velveteen Dream is coming over there after what he what he's uh, alleged to be doing? That man's probably gonna go to jail. I, I I don't know. You know what I'm saying? What may happen to Velveteen Dream? But he's not going to AEW. That man's out of a job. He's twenty. Four, about to be 25 years old and when you're that young man and you throw all that shit away and I'm like cause you couldn't help yourself what, what, what did you think you wasn't going to get touched like I I, I, don't, I I don't get it man why like just why did you do it, it it's I, I don't know and it's bothering because you know it's like you don't mess with the babies you don't mess with the kids bro I don't care who is this. I don't care black, white, Native American, Puerto Rican, Asian. I don't care. You don't mess with the babies. You leave them ba- babies turn into toddlers that turn into kids. That's innocence right there. And they don't know. And then when you groom them to be a certain way, that's how this world is as sick as it is. Because of people yeah. like that. And they bu- just burned the house down when they found them kids in Milwaukee, man. Yeah, because you know the cops they don't want to do nothing. Kids in Milwaukee, they saved them kids and burnt that house down, man. Like yeah. you gotta, wow, exactly. You gotta go. And and I'm like, with all that stuff happening, I'm like, yo, you have to, you have to go. And it it break it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because. I was I'm rooting for you. You have something that if you go down a list of black wrestlers that a good majority of them don't have. Mm-hmm. And the one thing on, on your thing is when you got Sean Cena, you got CX and John Cena, Cena on, on your on your, your side corner, to the point where it's like no matter what happened when you got to the main roster. They're putting a rocket to your back. They putting a rocket to your back. Cena could have been like, "Yo, next year's WrestleMania in Hollywood." You could you do all that away. Now, once again, I'm not saying Velveteen Dream is like Hulk Hogan. He's on Hulk Hogan's level because Vince barely know what Velveteen Dream is. You know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about it's not it's, it's not like one of the things where Hogan's just like, "Oh, I said it, brother," and then you know. We gotta wait three, four years before he come back. It's not like that. It ain't gonna be like that for Velveteen Dream. And if it is, I got a problem with that. You don't just be like, "Well, I, I want the counselor," 
and you know saying for, for me that I touch people no more and I'm like no what's, what's, what you gonna do it again it don't work that way, man. It don't yeah. work that way. and it's heartbreaking and speaking of other heartbreaking stuff big waste of talent man big w- and it, it, it really brings a Denzel glory tear to my eye but also speaking of the sad Keith Lee came out this uh, past week uh-uh, what happened with Keith Lee? Keith Lee has a speaking out moment himself of him being... Oh, my goodness. All right. I thought you were about to tell me he admitted. So I'm about to say no. No, no I'm about to say no. I, I can't do this. I, I, I just can't do this because Keith oh, Lee... I'm about to say we're done. We're done. Yeah, <laughs> Keith, Keith Lee, to, I'm done. Just pack up all the black people to send them off. It's, it's done. It's just done. And but no, he had a moment of himself, and he he came out and said, not out of spite, not because I want to cause anyone harm, not out of hate or anger. I simply want you to know. Hashtag, you are not alone. I am hashtag speaking out <coughs> in his tweet. Did you hear the whole story behind it? No, I didn't even know what happened. Oh, okay, so. They ha- now, if you guys want to go read the story verbatim in all of uh, Keith Lee's words, uh, we know. Look, let's just see. What we got. We got time. Uh, he. This is the story of him. Him coming out and saying these are all Keith Lee's words, and he put it out there on social media for everybody to read it. So for me reading it, it's not like I, I'm going against his wishes of, of keeping it, everything private. He put it in the public. So I'm just right. I, as a you know non licensed journalist, I'm just going here reading what he says. I'm I'm going to share a story with you that very, very capital few know. I'm watching friends and associates hashtag speak out. I'm noticing how much strength it is taking for them to bring forth their stories. I shall share one of my own. I cannot lock down the time frame because of how hazy it was for me. However, I was living in Texas still during this time, perhaps 2016, 2017. I was in Dallas for an event or maybe just to visit family afterwards i went to an old bar i would sometimes visit and sing at it if anybody seen WWE main event when, when, when keith lee was playing smooth operator so he's a, he's like a little singer on the side mm-hmm. he got a little blow game so i ain't gonna say that too uh he said it had been some time so i was unfamiliar with the atmosphere but the vibe of the music kept me interested eventually i got to sing a song afterward a young lady asked to sit with me i was alone so i did not mind and welcomed her we went on to talk about the beauty of music and books random philosophies of life it was truly a pleasant conversation i am often told i am obvious oblivious when someone is interested in me and i would have to conquer as i did not realize the intent until she blankly expressed it to which i declined as i was taken at the time she was disappointed, but still pleasant. She would continue to make passes throughout the night, uh, citing all that she wanted to do to me. I politely declined and explained that I enjoyed the company, but that check could not continue. I then offered to buy her a drink as an apology before I headed to the restroom. She declined and said that she'll buy me one because she enjoyed my song so much that I could go ahead for uh, for the bathroom, I expressed my gratitude and went to put in a song before heading for the restroom. I will return to fresh drinks. We continue discussing the types of training I do. I try to get her to sing, 
but she would act shy and decline, saying she enjoyed listening to others but didn't want attention on her. I even offered help with I even offered help with Bohemian Rhapsody. It's kind of my go to when people are nervous about karaoke. I try to I try to be inviting and that sing is pure fun. Unfortunately, it's right around here things become extremely fuzzy for me. No matter how much I rack my brain, all I find myself able to recall is struggling to make it to the stage. I recall waking up naked in a hotel room. I don't even recall if it was my own room. Confused and in a panic, I was fortunate enough to have my essentials such as wallet and phone, but who knows what I'll, I've lost. To this day, I know not what happened. I have tried to forget about it ever since, but I tell you this story so people understand anyone can be a victim. Anyone, in capital letters. It is why I randomly stopped drinking and why it remains such a rarity to this day. Oh, okay. Well, hey, man, he's pretty brave for speaking up. Um, and, it, and it's, you know, it's not often that it happens to men. So, and the last per- the last man who spoke out is Coon. So I don't, you know, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Terry Crews. But, yeah, um, yeah, I know. Nah, man, it's <laughs> Yeah, but it was really great for him for um, speaking up. No, I mean, it's, it's, I am proud of him for doing that. I really am. And I'm glad he did do that. So it shows that, you know, men can be victims too. And sometimes men don't say anything because they are embarrassed because it's like men can't get raped or take advantage of. We're men. You know, that's, the, that's the ego talking. But then when things like this happen, you know, they can get embarrassed by it. Right. Yeah, so... But, um... Yeah, it was bravery. Him coming out and, you know, mentioning that he didn't have to do any of that, but it just shows the bravery that it, it's happened. And that's why it's people want to talk about why they didn't say this all this time ago. It ain't that easy. It's not... It's, it's, sometimes you're embarrassed. Look at it's Keith Lee. Look at him, man. Yeah, but he's and, a and huge, on top of that, powerful man. Like and, and, and who, who, who who gonna believe him? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like who's gonna believe him? And the unfortunate part is, it's like people want to talk about some. You know, I I want people to really try to understand. Walk a mile in somebody's shoes. Like walk. A mile because you will feel because it's two things you either know and you just don't you don't care or to the point where you are truly that damn ignorant because it's not like everybody can come out and just say because look once again you got people's jobs is at jeopardy you got reputations that's at jeopardy and then once again you 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 go here you blackball yourself and then they, they don't believe you you can come back and bring more harm to yourself because that happens that happens just because your little world is nice and perfect and everybody's polite to you does not mean that's the same way for the rest of the world. It don't work like that. If the police are nice to you and you know, and, and they come by your house every day and then, you know, they, they, they've been polite to your family and come over for, for dinners for the holidays, it's fine. But if they over there beating some black guy up, you know what I'm saying, on, on, on their lunch break, how are you going to know he a bad cop or not? 
if that's all you experience. So how, how how do you know what these what these women or these men are into? Like like I, 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 what situation they're going through when these things happen? It ain't just always that easy. When people when people just say you know just should have said something to the point where it's like you have not walked a mile. You have clearly not been in that situation. So. That's just that's unfortunate, and then we got some more unfortunate stuff. But you know, is it unfortunate really? I really don't care because because she she had it coming. Tessa Blanchard has been terminated by Impact Wrestling and stripped of her world title. Oh man! But she's a Blanchard. But but man, she got. The can, and you know what? So everybody was trying to wonder why did she, you know, get fired? And everybody was like, "Well, is it because of the racist tweets that she had?" Uh, or you know, back, back, you know, back in the, was it earlier this year when it happened? Or oh, I don't know, late last year, earlier this year when she won the, the, the women's was, championship. I think it was earlier this year. Yeah, earlier this year when she won the uh, the women's championship. I'm like, well. If that was really the case, I don't know if she would want a championship. And two, because once again, it was all these allegations of that they came out, and she kept her job since then. But what is happening is that she was on her honeymoon with her husband. And I think her husband is Mexican. I want to say I'm not sure, but uh, they were in Mexico and they had the travel ban. They couldn't get back to the states. So right. they had told Tessa to, you know, send in promos and stuff like that so they can keep the show going. And she wasn't doing any of that. She wasn't sending in her promos, sending in her stuff that that, that that she was supposed to do as a champion. And once again, if you're in breach of your contract, then you get fired. You get fired. That's just with, with any job. So, according to the reports of Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Blanchard was refusing to leave Mexico due to her upcoming wedding. She had missed the last two sets, sets of Impact Wrestling tapings, which means if Impact's an hour and they missed the last two sets, that means she missed eight, eight episodes. Mm-hmm. I've been to tapings before, and especially at like when they, uh, I've been to Ring of Honor tapings where me and Chubb used to go. Those things be hard to get through sometimes. Because you're really recording four to five episodes, so you're there for four to five hours, and sometimes you see the same. Hell, sometimes, oh, yeah, wow. sometimes you see the same wrestlers wrestle, and sometimes you see the same angle go on. I mean, it's all like sport because you got people out there, and you got to be, you got to have that same energy when they come back on and cheer and all that stuff like that. And to the point, it's just like, man, look, some people, you know, got got the got the stamina for them tapings. Me personally. And I've been to, I've been to some WWE tapings also. I'm just like, man, these these tapings be boring sometimes. I ain't gonna lie to you. And, uh, and like the first show, you know, you you, you be hot, you be into it. But then when, when you start got, when you start taping it and stuff like that, when you gotta do like back to back tapings. Yeah, that's a lot. So missing four sets, she missed had to miss about eight episodes at least. I will say. And you were champion, so you know you in at least seven. Exactly, not just the women's show. You are the Impact World Champion. Oh, 
Oh, you're on all of them, then. Yeah. Exactly. And on top of that, I know Impact probably saying, fuck, we messed up now because they was trying to make history and make people talk about her being a world champion. Guess what? We still don't know nothing about Impact. They tried to make, you know, news this year, and it didn't work. Not after that much part. Though it says she missed the first set. She missed the first one because she didn't want to travel during the lockdown. Fair. I'll, I'll give her that. Why not? I can do that. Yeah. Blanchard claims the second missed TV tapings was, uh, taping was because she couldn't get out of Mexico. While she was scheduled for Slammiversary, which is, you know, a, a, a major show for Impact. Slammiversary is like their SummerSlam. Almost. So, uh, there was a question of whether she would be able to return to Mexico if she traveled to the United States for the show. Blanchard's stance, uh, stance is that until she got married to her fiance, Impact Wrestling superstar uh, Dagger, uh, she refused to risk leaving the country and not and, and then not being able to return. Impact Wrestling officials claim that's BS. That's, that's, that's what the Impact officials claim. That's said. what they said. Official, officials claim reading says BS and she was acting like a complete bitch. Wow. That, this is what it's saying right here. I'm reading this on WrestlingNews.com. It says, and trying to negotiate a new contract while holding their title hostage. According to reports, Blanchard and, and Dagger are currently living in Mexico together and are said to be inseparable. Don't care. We re- don't care. Yeah, we uh, reported earlier uh, here on EWN that the issue between Blanchard and Impact Wrestling got worse after Blanchard didn't send in her Impact promos. That forced Impact's wrestling production team to edit their June 1st show, which was really just about 20-some days ago. Blanchard's contract with Impact was set to expire on June 30th. And so, but while many may consider Blanchard as one of the top free agents available right now, her attitude issues and the allegations that she bullied women and used a racial slur against Black Rose at the event in Japan in 2017 may hurt her. Of course, her father, Tully Blanchard, works for AEW, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. Now, once again, Tony Khan at AEW, if she used a racial slur, has the allegations of using racial slurs, and she has an attitude problem, he ain't bringing her over there. <clears throat> He's not going to... Ma- he put out the statement, you know, when... when, when uh, during... When... Uh, was it earlier this month about the Black Lives Matter thing, and he, he don't want any of his African American employees uncomfortable. His employees comfortable uncomfortable period. The, the man got a heart. You know what I'm saying? He donated his money. He he goes out there, he he for the calls. Tessa on the other hand, you know what I'm saying, like I said, even if it ain't a race problem, which it probably is, she got an attitude problem. She has a big attitude problem I heard. So he not gonna want to deal with her AW even though her daddy worked there. And I, and he may try to sweet talk or something like that, but I mean we have to see what happens, but then it's like, does WWE take a sh- now? WWE will risk it all because right now they're losing people. They losing people, and it's like, well, look, hell, if Hogan can say it, I guess t- I guess Tessa can say it, and we just we can try to make it forget like it ever happened. And then once again, she ain't got a bigger attitude than Vince, so they may take a try at it. 
So, I don't know. I can't really say it's unfortunate. Because, you know, after the whole attitude thing and after the whole racial thing, I'm just like, look, she's a damn good wrestler. Tessa Blanchard is a damn good wrestler. I'm not taking anything away from her on that. But, however, that attitude... That keeps you exactly. That keeps you away. It keeps people away from wanting to work with you. That keeps people away from wanting to work with you. And I can understand that people just like, no, I, I ain't work with her. No, I'm not doing it. She said, I, I get it. I get it, bro. And if if they, they don't want to bring her over, that's on her. That's her fault. And like once again, you had something big too. You had a history to, to do something because, like I said, we was behind Tessa. Me and my wife was behind. I was a te- I was a Tesla fan, and then that stuff came. Out. I'm just like, no, nah, you, you you can't be one. You can't be using that word, and you know, calling my people that. Then I'm like, you got to get canceled. That's just that's how I go. And I'm like, you know, what I'm saying once again that that wrestling, all that stuff you do, and you got these attitude problems, and then they get, they get, put a shot, and gave you the championship. Now you've been holding hostage, and it's just like maybe it wasn't a good idea to put her in that spot. Unfortunately, so now she, now she ended up getting fired by a company that, that ain't really shit in the first place, right? <laughs> so and then and they get the title strip, and now she out here probably looking for a job. So once again, like I said, I don't know what she's gonna show up at, but I I I don't. If AEW got a heart, they're not gonna bring her over there. But even though her daddy's over there, so once I don't know what kind of string he's going to try to pull. And on top of that, I won't be. If she go to WWE, she go to NXT first. She's gonna go to NXT first, and they're gonna try to build her up, and they're gonna try to have this infamous Charlotte versus Tessa Blanchard match. Oh wow! Yeah, that's what we want. Yeah, nah, oh my man, that's gonna be a good. Match. It's gonna be a great match, but I'm just like, but no, I'm kind of over it now because of you know the, the, the allegation that came out against you. And once again, speaking of allegation, like I said, this, it, it was a it was a shitty week. This in is wrestling. the Nerd Coalition Allegation Hour. It is. Bro, it's been a shitty week of wrestling. I'm just sitting there like after one after another because you, you know who else is accused of doing something? Who's accused? Brock Lesnar. The Beast. The Beast. He showed somebody the Beast and they ain't like it. So you telling me he showed somebody the Brock party? He showed somebody the block. He sleep show your penis repeat? Yes. Like, he showed the block party and he even had the street blocked off. Oh, man. So, former WWE manager and valet Terry Runnels uh, appeared on uh, Key On Sports Podcast. And once again, we're at the, with the hashtag speaking out movement. And she said, WWE superstar Brock Lesnar once exposed himself to her in a dressing room. You can't do that. <laughs> you you can't do that. And then it said, uh, this is her, and I quote, Brock did something that if I was in today if I was in today's day and time, you know, he showed his penis to me and called my name as I was walking past where he was in the dressing room and opened his towel so I could see his manly bits. I would have much rather him not be so disrespectful to a female that has been in the business for as long as I've been. Because Terry Ross has been in the business for a long time. 
if you especially go back to the nineties with Goldust as Marlena, he knew he was going to have a lot of power that they were going to give him the stri- the strap. But at that point, I've been in this business a long time. I have respect, and what he did was very, very wrong. From a respect standpoint, from a sexual harassment standpoint, it was wrong. And here's the thing. Ronalds had previously said this back in 2004. Oh, wow. Yes. So once again, when people say, why didn't she something back back then? She did. And guess what? Nobody knew about it. They forgot about it. They pushed it under the rug. This is what happened. So when people say, <clears throat> how come she didn't say something back then? She said something back in 2004 and nothing has come of it. That's harassment. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, say, like, hey, well, I just you can't just go around and just flash your stuff and and That's women. indecent exposure, Lesnar. And th- thank you. That's what it is. You can't. And, uh, and once again, what are you into? Because you're Brock, is you're entitled to do that? No. No, and that is a that is. This is the problem that's happening. Now, once again, is WWE going to do anything to Brock Lesnar? Doesn't, unfortunately, it doesn't look like it. Should he be re- re- reprimanded for, for this? Yeah. But are they going to yeah. do anything about it? Probably not. Like, once again, where Sammy Guevara, if Sammy Guevara was in WWE, do you think he's getting suspended? Uh. It depends on how big he is, like, because I mean, no, he, I mean, Lesnar no. shows somebody. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I'm just saying. It, okay, Sam McGovern on the level he's at now. Like I said, I don't even watch AEW too much, but I say, but he's he's a mid card guy. He's part of the inner circle. He's part of the 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 the, the, the biggest heel faction in AEW. So if he's in WWE That's right Jericho now, squad, right? yeah, if he's in WWE right okay. now, he's not getting suspended. He's not, yeah, no, nah, he's not getting suspended. He wouldn't be on TV, though. He'd be getting the Jackson Ryder, Ryder whatever that nigga name. Yeah. Sorry. Whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> He'd be getting that treatment. No, yeah, you're right. He would be getting that treatment like, to the point where we're going to keep you off TV for a little bit. Until, see, here's the thing. They, the WWE works on dying down. You know what I'm saying? So when when these things die down, then we'll... Uh, bring you back on TV because we, we feel as though everybody forgot. Nobody forgot. And now we more mad that you even going to bring them back on TV. Now, once again, Brock don't work there every every week or every day. So, once again, when Brock comes back for SummerSlam, the question is, are they going to remember? No, because they're going to do their best. Now, not to talk, I'm talking about this story. Tehran said her thing. She did it in 2004. And next thing you know, they're not going to say anything to Brock. Vince is not Vince McMahon is not going to suspend Brock Lesnar because he, he on his conference call he feels as though the, the ratings are down because there's no Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. So then, what do you do? And that's fucked up too for these individuals, yeah. these men. We go out here and feel as though that they are entitled to do this to women, and they're not. And once again, I'm a man. Check my fellow man. Don't matter what color they are, what heritage, what religion, what uh, political party they're part of. 
We all men. You check your men. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and defend for these men. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and once again, if the women was doing, I'm not going to defend for these women that, uh, you know, said did, did something like the, the key flip, you know, to, to another man. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, uh, it, it's, it's, it's really sickening. I am, I am just baffled. I, it was like we got bombarded with all this news. This week. I'm just like, now, Brock, it, it was just like, now Brock's in the news. Now this is in the news. And once again, I still don't think. The bleeding has stopped. I don't think it's done either. Yeah, I don't think it's done because once again, there are going to be more women that's going to have the courage to speak out. Like once again, people, I will say this and I will keep saying this for the rest of this year, and that is, 2020 is going to be the year that everybody hated, but that changed the world. It's going to Honestly. be. It's. It's. I'm not saying by 2020 world, 2021, the world's going to change. I'm saying no. This is going to be the kickoff point to changing the world. It was just like I was just watching. Did anybody, Did you see the Watchmen series on HBO? Yes, I did. I loved it. Yo, I love that show. I me and me and Lady Sketch just watched. We binged it for the past few days. That thing is great. Oh yeah, I loved and, it. And I'm just like, I love loved it. it. And I'm just like, you know, and I'm it's, mad it's not coming back. Yeah, oh, don't worry. I, I have a theory on that, but uh, the thing is, it's like once again, I truly believe that they had an incident on. I'm not gonna give no spoilers away because you just too really should just go see it and support it because on HBO Max and Hulu, I think. So and Hulu. yeah, you they had an incident, and then that incident was the start. Of the, uh, the way the fictional was of changing the world, and that right there, I, that, that's what I know twenty twenty is going to be because people people sitting there thinking like, okay, we're going to wait and this Black Lives Matter stuff is going to be done. I'm like, no, it ain't done. There's still marches, there's still protests going on, they're still getting these statues down, and I'm just like, we we got to wait to see who's getting charged. I like, you got to round that stuff right back up. So. It ain't it ain't dead, and with this speaking out now because it's like okay because look it's it's amazing how the Black Lives Matter movement and the Me Too movement started all these years ago, and it was just like okay they kind of just like kind of like pushed under the rug, but then now twenty twenty is the year that both of them are coming back up and stronger than ever. That's something to be said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that 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 is that that that's something to be said. Like I said. Going, I'm on. We're gonna do the best that we can on this end to keep the energy going until uh, you know the end of the year and beyond. And so I hope they keep doing that. And once again, more people is going to come out. Once again, like I said, after we're done recording this podcast, I don't even know who may come nice. out. You know, say, <laughs> huh? Let me check now. I said, I'm gonna check now. Yeah, but you, you might as well just check now. I'm saying because it, it, it's gonna be like there's more trash. I'm just it's like allegation after allegation. I'm just like, my God, COVID and allegations have literally ate the WWE apart this past week. Ate them apart. And like the, the Undertaker was just like, man, I picked a bad week to retire. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Terrible week to retire. I'm about to say, I, you know, like, that's all they can do stuff is that's Undertaker stuff because man, all this stuff is uh, 
it is it is just crazy, man. It it, it really is. So with that being said, uh I'm going to play my um review of the Wednesday Night War and the Undertaker Last Ride Part Five. And then when we come back, me and Q Flow are going to end the show. Alright, so I hope you guys enjoy that. And I will play it for you now. And then when we come back, we're going to be we're going to end the show. Welcome back all to the Wednesday Night War. So this week, for like one of the first times, I'm going solo. There's no prime time here, and since Q doesn't really watch uh, NXT or well, he does watch NXT, but doesn't watch AEW like that. Has especially has to watch NXT in a while. Then you know it's just me out here rocking out by myself. So these are both kind of go home shows to the, the events that's coming up. More so for AEW because Fighter Fest is going to be for the next two weeks, for July 1st and July 8th, where NXT is actually about to do the Great American Bash next week. Just try to compete with Fighter Fest, if, even though the NXT thing is a last minute thing opposed to Fighter Fest, which has already been in the plans. So. This was the first week, though. I won't say the first week, but NXT kind of destroyed AEW in the ratings uh, this week. So we're about to go get into the whole show for NXT. Watch NXT in parts of uh, this time. But the big thing going in is the triple threat match for the North American Championship, which was in the main event. But we saw the show with Cameron Grimes <coughs> coming out. And talking smack on the mic about the uh, Damian Priest. Damian Priest comes out, and you know he has to tape their ribs and still selling the injury from in your house with Finn Balor falling on those steel steps. Uh, the match was cool. Uh, Cameron Grimes hits that finishing move, that double stop on the outside, and then uh, Damian Priest just comes in for uh, the beast account, but then Cameron Grimes hits it again and then uh, pins Damian Priest. I kind of shocked that Cameron Grimes got uh, got the win here over Damian Priest, but Damian Priest still. Uh, find a way to uh sell that injury. Uh, cruiserweight uh, Jim, uh Santos Escobar versus uh Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas wants a little bit of revenge for what happened to Drake Maverick last week. Uh, the match is pretty good. You know this the, the Santos Escobar thing kind of reminds me of Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers, but except these guys are not like necessarily jobbers. They're not there for Randy Orton and Brock to toss around though. But I I get that group dynamic from it. I'm liking Santos Escobar. He, he did, did the mass. Uh, Jake has on top rope, and then he gets distracted, and uh, he, he, he Santos knocks him down, hits the Phantom Driver uh, after a knee, like kind of like a kind of like a modified GTS first, and then the Phantom Driver. So he beats uh, Jake Atlas after that. Then we get uh, uh, I, I like the uh, back in session with Timothy Thatcher, which is. It's like this, this training video. It's in like a, a, a dark arena with just the ring, and he has all his you know uh, proteges and everything that he's training. And I like how he's doing the training, showing him different submission holes and different pressure points that cause pain. And then you kind of hear the, the, his students tapping out and crying in agony, and the camera just shows his face, and he just like he's like slightly enjoying, it. like he is like really a madman kind of thing. So I'm liking the Timothy Thatcher thing. It's amazing how. It only took a couple of weeks to really get. I mean, deep wrestling fans know him from other organizations. I don't, but they to, to, to get to get him on the side of me. So I was, uh, you know, still thinking that. Then we have a segment Robert Stone, 
wants Rhea Ripley as a client to join the Robert Stone brand with him and Aaliyah. So Aaliyah has officially become a member of the Robert Stone brand. Not the biggest fan of Aaliyah. And I, she's not the greatest replacement to me for Chelsea Green. I was feeling, I thought the Aaliyah-Vanessa Bourne thing was going to be a thing. But it turned out to not be a thing. And I was like, where's Vanessa Bourne at? And I think Vanessa Bourne is a little bit better of a wrestler and a seller than Aaliyah is. Maybe even Vanessa Bourne could uh, benefit from uh, being the Robert Stone brand. But uh, anyway, uh, Rhea Ripley d- does not take his offer and dumps him in the trash. And Aaliyah says, you can't just become a dump my client in the trash. And slaps uh, Rhea Ripley, which is going to cause a match for them later on tonight. The funniest part is just Robert Stone, like a, just basically on his back, kicking it and flipping around in a dumpster. As you see them talking in the background, I thought to me that was hilarious. Uh, it's time for another uh, Roderick Strong thing when it comes to his his therapy, and the therapy uh, resumes. So now today he's ready to face the trunk and when he gets up he sees a therapist he's like wait a minute that's kyle so he knows Colorado. Colorado. so they go over to the trunk and then he says we're gonna get in the trunk he gets into the trunk and you see adam cole's face and everything count down and then he closes the trunk and then he's in there for a couple seconds they pop it over so he's ready so yes yeah, so he says now since you're ready you cock the trunk you can have a match with dexter loomis tonight and he was kind of like resisting at first but said yeah yeah so later on we're going to get Roderick Strong taking on Dexter Loomis. Caden uh, Carter and uh, Casey Catherine Zero is up for a tag team matchup with Dakota Kai and Big Mama, Big Mommy Cool. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez uh, said by Maldonado. I do not want to push that diesel reference at all. Uh, the tag team is actually pretty good. I think uh, Casey and Caden were good as a team. They did. They actually did like the the, uh, the private party springboard. That I like so much with uh, Casey's about to go on top rope, but then Kitty put her back down. She kind of launched her back into the ring. Either they kind of do work uh, well together, and if they want to start making some kind of tag teams to make a run for these t- women's tag team championships, I would like to see them uh, as a team. But uh, as Kaden launches Casey up on Raquel, she. Lily grabs the power of my form and then picks up Lily with one arm, kicks Caden out the ring, like spikes power bomb Casey Casazaro, and then Dakota Kai comes in there and then just puts her in the submission hold and makes her tap out. So, it, you know, very dominant tag team, you know, but uh, obviously Raquel does all the work and then Dakota Kai comes in there and picks up the, uh, the straps. Uh, Endo Sheer, I know I keep saying that name wrong. And Michael and, and uh, Malcolm Bevis was in the back, and they, t- they talked about the thugs of Only Looking and Danny Burch and how they end up, they couldn't mind their business, and you know he's pissed off beyond pissivity. So, but uh, they're calling for a match between them, which, which should be a good brawl. Bronson Reed is taking on Karrion Cross. In my personal opinion, it's the best I've seen in Karrion Cross. Uh, matches because I I like the competitiveness of Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed being a very big guy, and you know not like getting embarrassed by uh Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross still look dominant here, and so did but Bronson Reed also looked pretty good in this matchup as well. I'm not taking anything away from him in that one, but uh after you know a couple of suplexes was Karrion Cross was showing his strength that he has. They finally put him in that sleeper hole and choked him out. So 
uh, backstage. They asked Adam, who does Adam Cole prefer in a triple threat match tonight? And he says, well, you know, normal guys would be like the weaker one or the one that has less success or whatever the case may be. He says, but I'm not the normal guy. I'm Adam Cole based. So my answer is whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. I just got to make room on my trophy shelf for one more championship. Then we finally get the Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah matchup uh, with Robert Stone on the outside. And then uh, Rhea Ripley has uh, Aaliyah in the reverse cloverleaf. Robert Stone throws his shoe at Rhea Ripley. She goes and chases him. He gets out the ring uh, through a suit jacket. Aaliyah tries to do the roll-up. Doesn't work. And then she gets the rip tie. And then Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley wins the matchup. Rhea Ripley, in my personal opinion, should be doing stuff way beyond facing Aaliyah and worry about, you know, the Robert Stone brand type thing. Which brings us to uh, Robert Stone wants, uh, you know, something happy to talk to Regal about, you know, something happened to Rhea Ripley. And then Regal makes a two-on-one handicap match where Robert Stone has to get in the ring and wrestle. And then uh, Robert Stone says, well, if that's the case, then if when uh, Rhea loses, she has to join the Robert Stone brand. And then Regal's like, no. But then Rhea came behind him and said, hey, that's no problem with me. So next week at the Great American Bash, starting the Great American Bash, we're going to have Rhea Ripley taking on Robert Stone and Aaliyah. And it would be funny just to have her, like, if we want to have her join, you know, for, like, for comedy purposes, like, like for a little bit before, she just, you know, this is my brutality, it destroys everybody, but she really shouldn't be losing to Leah and Robert Stone, really shouldn't be. Dexter Loomis versus Roderick Strong is up next, as Roderick Strong is trying to get in the ring, Dexter Loomis is doing the awkward stare, he's out there with Bobby Fish, and for some reason, he cannot get in the ring, so this match, he tr- tries to get out the way, but then Bobby Fish tries to cycle him back up, he goes back in the ring, as Dexter Loomis just does that crazy, creepy stare, and then he goes outside the ring, and then Dexter Loomis actually walking after him, and then Roderick Strong does the, you know, the whole Looney Tunes running to the, the wall that you already know is there, the plexiglass, and then runs all the way to the back <clears throat> while Dexter Loomis crawls back into the ring. And the countout happens, and then he loses the matchup. So Bobby Fisher trying to yell for him to come back out, but then Dexter Loomis tries to put that, that lock on, uh, the lock he does, or Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish escapes as well. So next week at the Great American Bash, there's going to be a strap match between Roderick Strong and Dexter Loomis. Main event time, triple threat match for the North American Championship. Finn Balor taking on Giant Gargano, taking on Keith Lee. I thought this was a really, really good matchup as Giant Gargano tries to go for his, uh, that springboard DDT that he does, but then Balor gets out of it, hits a sling blade, and as he's in the uh, in the corner loading for the shotgun dropkick, you see Keith Lee rise from the ashes and grab his, you know, grab his throat. They, I like, I love that shot. They do it often, though, in Keith Lee matches now, but I do love the shot. I just don't want them, because WWE has a tendency of overdoing it okay that's what I, and that's one of the things i don't want them to overdo because that that right there is a decent shot that i like them doing uh keith lee springs boards on on the both of them uh you know more, more back and forth actually here ballers on top we're trying to go for a coup de gras uh keith lee catches uh gorgano in a spirit bomb power bombs him on finn Balor's back first who's draped across the top rope and then power bombs him uh and then hits the Big bank catastrophe on Jack Organo. Goes for the pin, but if Finn Balor hits a coup de grace, Keith Lee moves and he falls right on Jack Organo. Then hits the big bank catastrophe on Finn Balor. Picks up the win. So it's going to be Keith Lee taking on Adam Cole, baby, at 
uh, was it in two weeks? So on this the, the second week of the Great American Bash, so that's going to compete with the, you know the Fighter Fest thing. So and it's winner take all. And for some reason, I have I have a feeling that Keith Lee could be the one to take it all. Adam Cole has done everything. Adam Cole has already been North American champion. He was the first North American champion. And, you know, they keep talking about the greatest NXT champion ever. So I'm just saying he probably could do something else, but still within NXT. He probably, you know, they could feed him to carry and cross somewhere there. But I, 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 for some reason, think that Keith Lee could probably pull this thing off. But we're not done yet because on the other side of Wednesday, other than Wednesday War, we had AEW Dynamite. And AEW Dynamite now, now they're really gearing up for uh, Fighter Fest, and we also know that Sammy Guevara has been suspended, so it will be Santana taking his place in the Matt Hardy matchup tonight. So, but we 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 kick off to the show with the lumberjack match between Willow Warlow and the Luchasaurus. They have been trying to do this match since back in March, I think it was, and I think. This was supposed to be the match that's supposed to happen at the Blood and Guts show. That's what happened in March. We supposed to have the big War Games matchup, and it didn't happen because obviously of the pandemic. So now we finally get this matchup, which I thought they probably would say for Fighter Fest also, but it did. Damn good matchup. Is it the best Lumberjack match I've ever seen? No, but you know I still think that goes to Ambrose and Rollins, but because I'm not a big fan of Lumberjack matches, but this one uh, was a pretty decent matchup, and you already knew. Uh, all them guys out there, what the things is going to do. So they have the, the level rank like WCW. First of all, Warlow and Luchasaurus are some big dudes that can do some effortless cruiserweight stuff. Like Warlow does a jumping Hurricane Rana to Luchasaurus. Picture, picture perfect. And then Luchasaurus, I mean, he doesn't get all of it, but he does like, as Warlow's running to him, does like a flip bottom to him or, you know, say, uh, a Spanish fly, like, you know, a jumping Spanish fly in the middle of the, of the ring. So, I know that was good. They're on the level ramp. Warlow hits a power slam on Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy comes to check on him. Warlow pushes him off and then, like, throws him into the Lumberjacks. And then they all pile up. And then here comes Margo's stunt. And I'm like, you know, they're going to launch Margo's stunt and stuff. So, he flips onto the pile and they start fighting. And then Warlow and Luchasaurus fight on the stage. And then he kicks uh, Warlow, and then he falls into the crowd. And then, see, this is why I hate the pile spot, because everybody cannot sell the pile spot perfectly like they're supposed to. So what happens is that Luchasaurus is right there on the edge of the stage, and he's about to go for what looks like to be a shooting star press. He goes one, and everybody's, like, waiting for him. And they just stop fighting, they just waiting for him. And he finally has a shooting star press and falls down and everything. Uh, they go back into the ring. Luchasaurus has a choke slam. MJF comes up on the apron and then distracts uh Luchasaurus. And then which give and then all of a sudden Jungle Boy comes in, gives a biggie spear to uh MJF th- through the ring and they, they all fall on the floor. Then Warlow hits like his twisting F five kind of thing. And then uh there you have it. Warlow wins the match. Great opening matchup. Uh great to see these two two big guys go at it. And I thought it was very, very entertaining. Uh Dr. Brent Baker, DMD, has uh, some messages for Tony Schiavone, and then, but this time she's in her Rolls Royce with the plexiglass surrounding by it, just so you know, Big Swole won't you know kidnap her like she did the previous week. Uh, we we have the uh, AEW Women's Champion Hakura Shida, prime time somewhere you know pissed off versus Red Velvet. Mm, 
my favorite cake of all time. But this matchup uh, wasn't really. Uh, it didn't take no time at all. It was just. It was just basically that you know she hit Ray Rebel with running knee Falcon Zero, and that was it. That that was the matchup. This is basically uh, here to to give the kind of stare down between Penelope Ford and Hakura Shida, who you know have a championship match at Fighter Fest. So now we have uh, the press conference for uh, Cody, the American Nightmare Cody Rose, and Jake Hager for the TNT Championship for Fighter Fest. Uh, here's the thing: this was, you know, Cody gets all, you know, he gets to try all the, the new stuff because you know it's Cody. So uh, it's it's like an actual boxing press conference where they actually have a long table and then. Cody's entourage of parties is on that side, where Jake Hager's stuff comes on that side, and then you know they ask Arn Anderson, you know, uh, is he is Hager going to show up every day? And then he, Arn Anderson puts over Cody, talk about some how he's going to sit there and he he defends the championship every single week, and then Cody talks about you know I may be called the American Nightmare, but I still believe in the American Dream, and then uh, his, his his TNT Championship represents. Hope okay, Jake Hager he shows up late with his wife, and then um, he says, "You ready?" He's, he's not. They do so. They do, they do the whole boxing pull down and everything, and then Hager's wife throws a glass of water at Cody, but he, he tells everybody to back off. Don't even worry about it. As they get ready for the match, so it's a different kind of thing than a contract signing, obviously, and it, it's a different way to try to do things. It's just amazing that you know. Cody is always the one to, to to try the different kind of way to WWE, which I understand. You know, Cody being the one you know helped start this whole thing up, but it's like I I can see a definitely heel turn starting with this because you had the entourage like that stuff like that. I, I I can see heel turn uh coming. So we have a tag team matchup between the exalted one, Mr. Brody Lee. And uh, Boom Boom Coco Banna taking on the bad boy Joe Janela and uh, Sunny Kiss. Uh, this actually is there was a segment that I seen with Sunny Kiss and Joe Janela driving in a car, and they were driving in the car and they were doing some talking basically. And then Joe Janela drives the car, they stop at a gas station, Sunny Kiss is getting gas. And then Joe, Joe Janela's in, in there buying food, and then these guys come up to try to jump Sunny Kiss. She uh, he's fighting them off, but then it, it, the numbers game gets too much. George Janela comes out. It's like a whole cinematic thing. And throws a at the people, and it's like they really start be- tag-teaming and beating up uh, all these guys outside. And I thought it was a really cool segment. I actually seen the full thing. Uh, it's like a whole, like, it's almost four minutes long. It's really cool. And then Sonny Kiss was saying that, you know, he likes this, so... They kind of form this kind of team, which I know they do a lot on AEW Dark, but this time, this is Sonny Kiss' first time being on AEW Dynamite. So the, the match was pretty good. It's the first time I've seen Sonny Kiss actually wrestle. I didn't get the chance to see too much of him in Lucha Underground. I did not get a chance to see too much of his body at work, but I was like, this, I was like, oh, he, he, he pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I like he's pretty dope. Um, how, uh, they try to do a doomsday device on uh, Coca Banner, but then uh, Coca Banner rolls with George Janela, and Sonny Kiss misses the clothesline. And then uh, George Janela gets out of it, and then Brody Lee finally comes back in the ring. Uh, they, they, they take out Sonny Kiss, and then they uh, 
because she she he jumps down the dark order. Then they give uh, Joy Janela a the discus clothesline. So uh, after the discus clothesline, uh, they win a matchup. Out of nowhere, Lance Archer comes back and annihilates Sunny Kiss and uh, Joy Janela. Even you know he tries to throw a chair at him. It doesn't work. Jake Roberts comes back and pulls them all away. FTR. Uh, takes on SCU, but SCU is, is, is uh, Daniels and Kazarian. No Scorpio Sky for this one. But I, I was kind of hoping to be tw- Scorpio Sky. Great tag team matchup by these two. First of all, Christopher Daniels can still go at fifty some years old that he is. That's one. That's one of the things about Christopher Daniels that I love about him. He could he could just really still go. But uh, they they hit um their finisher. On Daniels, and then they, they win the matchup. After the match, they get on the microphone, and then they uh, talk talk about you know the young bucks and them being you know the tattoos can't uh, you know be on their level. We get the butcher and the blade coming out in a in a truck. Uh, with all, I don't understand the white that they're doing now, but they like they changed the whole uh, gimmick up a little bit. And in the background, they said uh, they they want to challenge to an eight man tag match. Is between uh, they were FTR team with the Young Bucks to take on us and the Lucha Brothers. The return of Pentagon. We have not seen Pentagon since the pandemic started, and because uh, they, they had a triple threat thing going on, or, or the Triangle of Death with uh, Pat, with, with Pack and Phoenix, and of course Pentagon. So this right here, uh, the Lucha Brothers are back, and they go to they they, they, they do the package pile driver uh, stomp onto. Uh, Dash Wheeler, and that's going to be the eight man tag coming up. The young bucks come down, and they kind of save save them. Uh, Brian Cage comes out to, to take on John Cruz. It's Taz on commentary. He's very funny on commentary. You know, Britt Breaker likes us because you know we get you know free dental care. Brian Cage destroys the, this jobber. There's one of the Mike Awesome power bombs from off the stage back into the ring. I enjoyed it, and then that was it. Then uh, Taz gets in the ring. And then he uh, gets on the microphone talking about some, hey, yo, where is, you know, Moxie? He's right behind that screen with a, some bullshit-ass excuse of why he can't be here tonight. And he said, but you're staring at your fate at Fighter Fest. If Moxie can make it to Fighter Fest, because you already know what the whole thing is with uh, Renee Young and that. So, uh, there is going to, um, Big Swole finally confronts Brick Breaker on the outside. And Britt Breaker's like, look, you can't even touch me. First of all, I'm in perplexing glass. You can't even hear me. And she, she's surrounded by it. And then she calls Big Swole trash. And then Swole's like, okay, no problem. So then she climbs up on top of the car as Britt Breaker's about to sip her martini and throws and just pours a trash can right over Britt Baker. And then she, she she is pissed off. She is losing her mind. So obviously, I like how they're still building stories with injured people. I think that's one thing AEW is doing good, bad than WWE is. And so you already know when uh, she comes back, probably for All Out, uh, it will be her versus Big Swole. And Big Swole will finally get that pay-per-view opportunity. Uh, Broken Matt Hardy, Damascus, takes on uh, Santana. Uh, the only thing about this matchup that was bothering me, that it, it, it he did three side effects and he kicked out every last one of them. I'm just like, you, you need to do another move, Matt Hardy, uh, to be honest with you. And it just, you know, it, it, it was getting annoying after a while. Uh, and then uh, Santana uh, 
hits a, hits a frog splash, but then Matt gets out the way, and then they go back and forth, uh, uh, uh slugging each other out. Excuse me, I, I'm getting caught up in my words here. And then, um, but Santana obviously uh, gets to win over Matt Hardy, and then him and Ortiz uh, start leaving and hit the, the sweep, the sweep sweeper on Matt Hardy. And Prior Party comes out, and then Prior Party comes save Matt Hardy. Uh, we're going to get the face off tonight of the La Champion Chris Jericho and freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, and then so they both up in the ring, and then Jericho says, "You know why the chicken cross the road." And then he said, why well, I cross the road to get to the other side. That joke is funny the first time you hear it. And then the more and more you hear it, you know, you don't laugh anymore. The joke's not funny anymore. Actually, it's more annoying when you realize it. He said, that is Orange Cassidy. And he says, every time, the more, you know, you're the joke of pro wrestling, the more and more I see you, you piss me off. So, uh, he said, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to kick your teeth thin. I'll make sure you run out of juice. Then, of course, Orange Cassidy does his little shin kicks and everything, and then does his hands into the pocket, and then Jericho knocks off his sunglasses. Those are $500 sunglasses, asshole. And then they start brawling. Jericho starts beating up Orange Cassidy, starts fighting around the ring, takes off his jacket and everything, and like it hits him with the little swinging camera that's on the outside. There's a clear table. It looks like Jericho's about to put him on. He's on this balcony. He's uh the balcony where the stairs is at. He's on there, but then Orange Cassidy fights back, and pulls his, uh, you know, kind of gives him a guillotine on the bar, then runs up, give him a Superman forearm as Jericho falls back into the table. So this should be a good matchup for Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. So that was the Wednesday Night War, and we're going to see which one won for the week between NXT and AEW. My pick goes to NXT this week. The, the, the whole thing with uh keep the, the triple third matchup, the Roderick Strong thing, and everything like they they got some good stuff on AEW with the Orange Cassidy stuff and the SCU versus FTR and the Britt Baker thing I like, but I think NXT pulls it out this week. But I want to I uh, can't wait to see what fight 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 is going to be. So uh that is my grade for the Wednesday Night War. Now I want to go over to Fighter Fest predictions. So. When it comes to Fighter Fest, we we have two nights, July first and July eighth. So, what we, what I want to do is give you guys the predictions for uh, night one of Fighter Fest. And my predictions we have is Kenny Omega. Oh, well, first of all, these these are the matches: Kenny Omega and Adam Page taking on the best friends because they have been no more contenders for a long time. I see Kenny Omega uh, taking uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Retaining the the, the the tag team championships here, Cody uh, with versus Jake Hager for the for the TNT championship. I it could go either way, but I do think that Cody is going is, is saving. Like Cody guy is too big right now, and the whole entourage thing and everything. I think Cody retains his championship. I don't see Jake Hager winning. I don't. I'm not a fan of Swagger or Hager or whatever the case is. Maybe anyway. So, but I have Cody win this match. Haku Rashida taking up a number four for the AEW Women's Championship. There's no reason why Shida should be losing this matchup to Penelope Ford. Really, I mean, it, it, it helps get some, some limelight on her, but she's not ready yet. Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus, after what happened at the Lumberjack match, take, is taking on MJF and Warlow in a tag team matchup. This should be a good matchup. This should really be a good matchup. And I have the Jurassic Express getting their win back over MJF and Warlow. 
Then we got Private Party, Isaiah Cassie and Mark Quinn taking on Santana and Ortiz. Obviously for them jumping Matt Hardy. And I have actually Santana and Ortiz winning that matchup over Private Party. But hopefully Private Party knocks the rust off and it should be a, a damn good matchup. So, when uh, after that, night two, uh, when I do my night one review... I'll come back with the night two predictions, but that's the Wednesday night war, guys. Uh, so we, we're gonna we're gonna move on. So now we have made it to the fifth and final part of the Undertaker Last Ride documentary, and I have to say, up until this, well, the whole thing has just been great. This has been one of the best WWE documentaries that they have ever done. And it kind of bums me out that they didn't do this in the whole Blu-ray era. Because I still collect Blu-rays, obviously. And I know there's a network, there's all streaming services. There's no there's no need to have to go get Blu-rays anymore. Because you can just watch it on, on TV even for, for a, a lesser price. But to have, imagine a collector's edition of the five uh, Undertaker documentary on three blu-ray discs and you know you get like a Undertaker call for something like that. i think it's just been awesome to be honest with you so that's a little bit of a letdown but we are here now this picks up right after episode four left off with the extreme rules it's come back full circle here that he told tells Vince in the back that he didn't want to spring it on him but he thinks he's done he did good and i like i said i seen that Extreme Rules match live. That was Extreme Rules when they was here in Philly. So I went to go see that live. It was a good matchup. And he looked good in the ring. And it, I had to go back and watch it at home to get the whole cinematic stuff like that. You know, the Drew McIntyre uh, coming from behind him and, you know, different angles and hit a commentary. But, yeah, and seeing some of the parts I couldn't see. So, yeah, everything looked great. Everything looked great about The Undertaker. But I think it was like he was content with that matchup he was happy with it and said look this is where i'm at and we you know uh after the match with goldberg it really got him thinking and he and he says in his documentary he doesn't blame goldberg but he said because you know because obviously goldberg was messed up in that match too and he was he was concussed he said but it happened and he like was just two inches away from making michelle mccool a widower and you, you gotta take some things into perspective like that. So he just was, you know, kind of calling it done after that. Then it, it, it comes AJ Styles. AJ Styles, the guy that, like, people call him the Monday Shawn Michaels. AJ Styles is a very special talent. He really is a very special talent. And when he is, like, he has been living up to that nickname, the phenomenal, for so long. And I remember I watched AJ Styles back in NWA TNA. Actually, I remember AJ Styles from his little brief run. He had a WCW back at in the end of the WCW, like in 2000, 2001. I remember that. And at first, he went from being a cruiserweight guy to being a cruiserweight mid-card guy to being a cruiserweight heavyweight guy to being a, a, a heavyweight and then going full emo and doing it i'm not talking aj styles and then going to new japan and they come to wwe so when he came to wwe i was going down the list of people i want aj styles to have a match with undertaker was on that list however i knew that an undertaker match with aj styles would have killed it what have killed it back in if either of you said like 2006 2006, 2005, that would have 
killed it, okay? But still, it's AJ Styles. And even Edge is just like, yo, before my last match, or if it is my last match, it has to be against AJ Styles. I would love to see an Edge versus AJ Styles kind of match. You you, you go down the whole dream card things, and when you bring these old guys back, even though I don't like I'll, I'll be sitting there looking like matches for AJ Styles to have. And his WWE career since being in WWE has been no short than phenomenal, to be honest with you. In 2016, I never thought that what AJ has done from 2016 to 2020 that he would ever have this much success in WWE because, one, he's a TNA guy, okay? And look how TNA guys have been turned out. And on top of that, I thought AJ was going to go to NXT because, not because, you know, he needs it. He don't need NXT. Just like Samoa Joe didn't need NXT neither, but then Samoa Joe... End up going down to NXT and it made it great, but the question I was just like, but Joe don't need NXT and he came right to the main roster. He came in right at the Royal Rumble, face to face with Roman Reigns. The crowd lost their shit. I lost my shit in 2016, and there was a championship matchup that year. Turn heel, won a championship that year. Like AJ had a good year. He's been Intercontinental, which he is now United States uh, WWE. Uh, champion, he just hasn't been a tag team champion yet. So he has, he's been in the world almost. He's been in Money in the Bank matches, and he's been at WrestleManias. You know, say so. The man has got things under his belt. So he says, "Well, it sounds like the Undertaker is, uh, you know, about to be out on his last leg. So I, I, if, if he has a couple more matches left in him or one more match, I want to be that match, and I completely understand that." Because at the time, Undertaker was saying, well, he was going down to look at the young guys in NXT. So I like him going down in the room at NXT. You see Keith Lee there in a Babatoon day. A lot of the NXT guys, they're watching film. And he's going over certain things and stuff like that. And they're enjoying his company down there. And, you know, he's, he's giving his insight to the young guys down there. And, and I like, you know, seeing that in the performance center showing stuff off. That's what veterans need to do. I like what the veterans are doing in AEW. When they're being coaches, managers like Arn Anderson, Taz, Tully Blanchard, Jake Roberts, you know, it's like they're influencing these younger guys up here because you have to make newer stars to lead on to the future. You can't keep relying back on the old dog type thing. And I, I, I wish you know we had more of that. And somebody like The Undertaker uh, going down to NXT and showing these guys that somebody going uh, showing like Shawn Michaels going down there, and even like you know. Like I would like a Goldberg to go down there. So I, I would like every insight that's been in the business, you know, is good insight. And when they're done, I, I, that would be a thing for them to go down there and do. I would love to. I, I love to see him doing that. You see Booker T's doing his reality wrestling thing, uh, and he's helping those those people out. So yeah, it's those kind of things are just are needed in the wrestling business, especially when you got these new guys who everything is all indie based now. It looks like. And there are some things that, as an old school wrestling fan, I do miss. You know, everybody don't have to dive through the rope. Everybody don't have to springboard. Everybody don't have to slap the leg. But I like that wrestling. So, it ain't like I'm just automatically on Randy Orton's side. I like, you know, that wrestling. But the I like, like I always used to say, one of my favorite wrestlers is Vader. The art of the big man. And I think Vader had that down Undertaker has that down I mean Keith Lee's a special case but I, I, I'm talking about you know Undertaker had the art of the big man how you know big men 
can look good wrestling. And I, and if, if he could teach bigger men that, like Babatunde, if he can teach you, you know, those kind of guys that's down there how to be that, I think it will really, I think it would be really beneficial to them. And you know, they interviewed Randy Orton, seeing like he you know, he liked them going out there with the NXT guys, and that's a lot. That's a lot of stops that people people are going to make, you know, after they probably retire and stuff. Also, so they pitched the idea to the Undertaker about AJ Styles, and he automatically he said, "Yo, we could have killed it fifteen years ago. We could have killed it." And I, but AJ Styles is well, I say special case also. AJ Styles is one of the people that can have a five star match with a broom. Okay. We, you know, we heard Ric Flair in interviews say Shawn Michaels went to WrestleMania 10 and had a uh, a great match with a ladder. Now, I'm not going to put Razor Ramon on, on the thing like that. If it was Diesel, yeah, but I'm not going to do Razor Ramon like that. But there are certain guys that are in the business that they can make you look good along and bring you to a great match, even though. You know, some people just can't be brought to a good match. And AJ Styles one of the per- one of the people. Seth Rollins is another one of those one of those guys. Daniel Bryan is another one of those guys. RVD used to be one of those guys. Shawn Michaels is one of those guys. Those guys, Kenny Omega, is one of those guys. Those guys can go in there and they can have a good match with you, regardless of your skill set. And everybody, everybody can't do that. It's like a selective few guys of who can actually do that. And with AJ Styles going in there, I'm just like, there's some matches like Roman and Undertaker. I'm like, my God, I don't want to see that because it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Roman's good. I'm not sitting here doubting on Roman, like you know, like a lot of people do. But Roman is not the kind of caliber talent to bring people who don't have any more or bad talent to a good match. That's just not what he does. It's not his job. AJ Styles, that's his job. That's what he does. Ric Flair, Bret Hart, you know, I put them in there too. That that's what they do. That's exactly what they do. They can bring they, they can bring a bad a good match almost virtually out of anybody. And I've seen them go up in the ring. Like Shawn Michaels pulled a good match out of Great Khali. The Great Khali. Great Khali can't even walk without stumbling. You know? But it's like if you see Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal, it's like it ain't gonna be that great. Randy Orton is great; he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But he's not pulling Jinder Mahal to a great match. He's not. AJ Styles could pull Jinder Mahal to a decent match, and he did. That's how he won the championship off of him. So I was like, when I see, I was like, okay, that that would be cool. Orton needs to get back in shape though, because it's AJ Styles. And no later than I said that, Orton talking some. He has to get back in shape, and my man just busts out a nosebleed, uh, started to work out. I'm like, bro. If if this is gonna be it, this is gonna be the last one. So they, they were building up. We said, "I'll give you an answer," you know, as he see he can get his body back in shape and everything. Then COVID happened. Okay, this whole pandemic that we're in now, where we, we were getting better, then all of a sudden we get a spike up in cases again, and we're going through that second wave, third wave. It's, it's, it's a mess. It really is a mess, and nobody knew what was gonna happen at WrestleMania. Deep down inside. We knew it was gonna happen to WrestleMania because the the pandemic started like it was already here, okay. And it's like it was traveling, it was finding its way, it was traveling and traveling and traveling. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, bam! Like on that Thursday, because I remember, I they said there's gonna be no more school. My son ain't been in school since. That's when that pandemic started. Everything shut down. Florida somehow WWE got them to 
have them labeled as essential business. That's another topic for another day, which I already did already. So the show must go on. At first, I'm not even going to lie to you. At first, when the whole stuff with the pandemic stuff started, it was stressful. It was stressful. It was it, it was wearing on my mind. It was wearing on my body. It, it, it was causing depression. It was causing panic. It was causing everything when it first happened. Because a lot of people in my generation, even generation before, they haven't been through a pandemic before. We've had pandemics in uh, before on Earth in the United States before. And this is nothing new. But when you haven't dealt with it before... It really screws up. It screws up everything. And to the point where it's like when you're on lockdown. When I'm saying it's like lockdown, it, it, you, the first thing you think of is like the pandemic, like it is in the movies, where you, if you go outside, you die. Kind of thing that the hospitals was filling up, people were dying. It was very scary time, and they were saying, and WWE had to think where they're going to keep the show going without no crowd. It. At the beginning, like I said, I watched them shows. I reviewed them shows. Them, them no crowd shows was painful to get through. It was not something that you were used to. And it made me think like, man, I wanted to go to Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules came to Philly up in February, and we never got a chance to go. So I was just like, man, and that was the last big event that we had here. In Philly, I mean, other than some Sixers games. But when the NBA shut down... That's when this thing got really real because no big sports organization ever shut down like that. Like, the people had to go home and everything. It was bad. It was really bad, and it was really scary. So I didn't mind watching some wrestling to get my mind off of it. Now today, you know, I'm a little bit more educated about what's going on. I have been through the virus before, which it has been shown you can't get it again. So I'm not being, you know, naive, but I'm sitting there, you know, that – it's it's a crazy time. So having wrestling at that time was fine. What what WWE's doing now is unacceptable. It's unacceptable getting everybody sick like that. But I'm but but having just something to escape from was fine. So they're gonna do WrestleMania 36, and they, instead of going having it at you know the, the stadium where the Buccaneers play, they're having it at the Performance Center. I was like, whoa, talk about a change, okay talk about a change they did a two night thing so now they had to switch the match up to Undertaker and AJ Styles in a Boneyard match now when it comes to that it, it's like this the Boneyard is not very live Troy was like you know they was like hey what's a Boneyard I was like hey, I don't know you know we got, got, got to go with the flow kind of thing they found this location that looked very dingy and everything they showed the behind the scenes and they worked day and night to get that location up and to make it look like a boneyard and everything, and that whole set and everything, and they showed the rehearsals and stuff uh, backstage, and so I, I like seeing all that kind of stuff. And Undertaker was saying, you know, when he did it, when he bust up his arm, they had to stop, they had to patch him back up because he actually got a little glass in his arm and cut his arm, so that actually really happened. And he said it was the worst thing for somebody my age. That the adrenaline, you, you get the adrenaline going and you have to stop, wait, cut, then action. To go. Like you record a movie and he said that was the worst for him. Because he had to keep going back and forth, back and forth. And it was just it was just really bad for him. And I'm like, you know what? I, it, it just ought to be because it's like, imagine if, if you, you're playing a sport 
or you're in, into like a video game very intensely and like the momentum is pumping and everything and like I said when that adrenaline is going you really don't feel anything like Xavier Woods was saying uh, in an interview when he saw WrestleMania having that ladder match he said everything that these guys are going to feel is going to be it's going to hurt 10 times more because there, there's no adrenaline there there's no fans there to, to feed off of so you're going to feel everything you know what I'm saying you're going to feel everything so with that being said uh, they had the Boneyard match and it tried to be one of the best things if not the best thing at Wrestlemania 36 and with anybody ever remembers anything about Wrestlemania 36 it's definitely going to be the Boneyard match between AJ Styles and Undertaker so you know Undertaker does a little ride off to the sunset thing and he was sitting there thinking like look it wasn't a match that I had wanted you know, or expected at first, but it was, you know, it turned out great, and we got a positive response. They did got an overwhelming response from it. There were some people that didn't like it, but I'm like, but please, everybody, overwhelming positive thing for that Boneyard match, and I was one of them. I actually reacted to it on a channel that you guys can check out. So, it was he happy enough with that matchup to, you know, go off into the sunset with that. And Undertaker uh, claims that he is happy with it. And to the point where it, it, took, it took him a minute, but then that same week, uh, his niece called him, and his brother passed away from a heart attack. Sudden, bam, heart attack, dropped dead. And you could tell he was very emotional talking about that. And then before uh, it was either after or before that, Michelle McCool's nephew, who just graduated high school, died in a car accident. It was just so much weight. And on top of the world, you're dealing with this pandemic. And then you got to try to go to WrestleMania to please these fans. It's a lot. It's a lot. Stress takes toll on your body. It is a lot. And I fell for him. And Undertaker, like, you know, showed emotion, stuff like that. He even talk about his dad. Uh, you know, he, he was talking about, you know, uh, the stuff with the makeup and stuff like that. It, you know, it, it was just... It was just great to see Undertaker in those kind of moments, and it felt sad that you know when he was talking talk about his brother, how he was really trying not to, you know, break up over because it, 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 that that was this year, that just happened a couple months ago, so you know that that's, that's he's probably still filming at around that time, so it, it, it's still very fresh in his head. So, but he said, you know. I, I had a great career. He did it his way. He's gonna go out his way, and then he said, "I think this is this is it." And so he, this is where he did, did that kind of official retiring type thing. And then the news kind of until he retires, and we we did a video. We we did a thing on the podcast about that too. And honestly, I think this was the the next best way to go. Out. It's amazing how faith works. It really does because Undertaker versus. AJ Styles in a regular match it would have probably been good because of AJ Styles but I think Undertaker would have felt bad because his performance because he's in there with AJ Styles the Boneyard thing was just perfect it was perfect 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 and in WrestleMania 33 he retired the dead man he came back unfortunately but you know he retired the dead man and this one is like he retired the American Badass the Holy Trinity it's just time for Mark Calloway now for the fan, for the world, like he said, to see Mark Calloway, and hopefully, this way he can go off into to the sunset that way. He doesn't need to prove himself to anything. He said, if Vince needs me, he's in a pinch. Then you know he got to consider all options because he's, he's Vince. You know he'll go back for Vince. But right now, Vince man, 
need any Undertaker. That, that Undertaker's not going to boost ratings right now. I don't need to see Undertaker in no few. I don't even see it in, in, in SummerSlam. I don't need him to see 30 years of Survivor Series. I don't need to see any of that. I've seen all the Undertaker I need, and I'm happy with it. I'm happy with all the memories and stuff in, in, of, of that nature. What I, I mean, if Undertaker matches are great, but they're not great anymore. And they won't be. If he has his final good match, like there are some people, we're never going to get the Sting match. We had to get over that. We're never going to get that Sting match. It's a match that we're just never going to get from Undertaker. And that's tough, but you got to appreciate the matches that we do have. So, he'll spend time with Michelle and his daughters and talk about all his friends. He said, obviously, I'm going, I'm going to um, miss some when he was uh, going down a list, talking about Yokozuna and Godfather, you know, that whole BSK thing. And talk about, you know, all the other friends that, you know, he friends is Triple H and Sean. And, of course, he couldn't name them all, but they were showing the pictures of all the people that he, he was friends with, stuff like that, to the point he, he just said thank you to all of them. And thank you for, to Vince for the business. And then as it kind of goes off of him just, you know, in his little barn in this area, just, you know, uh, going off to the sunset. It was very nice. Very well fitting. I hope he does stay away. I hope he does remain retired. It's hard. I, I who, who am I? I'm not an athlete. I've been, been working for 30 years, you know, and, and then retired. Like, how hard is it to you know, let that thing go? But if you're passionate about something, it is hard to let that thing go. But I hope his retired friends help him out during retirement, you know. And like, like he was saying, much he has to enjoy life for what it is because he, he losing his brother and Michelle who losing her nephew. He said he even even mentioned when Kobe Bryant passed away earlier. And him and Gianna both passed away in the helicopter crash. Bruh, every day is precious because you don't even know. You just don't know. And you learn that more and more every day. Shad just died in early May. And then you, you just don't know. Freak accidents. And then, you know, like I said, we we out here, you know, with protests with the Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, people getting killed by police officers and then there's just people that's getting killed over hatred alone you just don't know covid unclaimed over 120,000 people in the United States that's and just 500,000 worldwide that's half of a million people that's half of a million people and it's it's so it's so crazy. So you, you gotta enjoy life for what it is. But that's what the Undertaker thing is. If I was rated when it comes to like my rating system that I do on Nerdgasm Talk podcast with the movie experience, it, it's a complete nerdgasm. It's so a definitely go out your way, check out this documentary, watch all five parts straight and everything. Because like I said, I watch it weekly and everything. It's a really good documentary. If Q's out there listening, I recommend he go out there and watch it. But we are about to return to Q Flow right now because I, I did all these parts by myself and to finish out the podcast. So thank you guys for listening. And like I said, go out your way and watch this podcast. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, for, for the final part. Of Undertakers and the Wednesday Night War this past week, especially with Fighter Fest starting next week, going over the predictions of what we do, who I think is going to win and who's not. So, uh, well, QFO, I appreciate you coming with me and uh, on the show. Just, uh, just a lot of trash this week, man. So, oh fun. yeah, the world burning podcast, man. You had it's good to be back, man. Oh yeah, the world burning podcast, but and I, I feel with twenty twenty still here. We'll get a couple more of these, bro. We'll get more, and more. Oh yeah. So just fasten your seatbelt. So. Somebody, you know what? I, you know what I'm afraid of. Somebody powerful, like 
really powerful is going to be next. I bet you it is. I'm surprised Vince ain't name ain't come up. For you, you know, honestly, <laughs> honestly, there, there's one name I'm surprised ain't come up yet. I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm like, say it, say it. God, God forgive me. I'm surprised Rick Flair name ain't come up yet. Rick Flair. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm surprised. I'm about to say, bro, keep running, cause I, <laughs> I, I'm surprised. You know, Space Mountain ain't come up yet. I'm just saying. Oh my god! Because, like, I mean, Rick Flair. Like, every time you go to Rick Flair house, his rug t- touches his ceiling, and I'm like, you take you stuff one more <laughs> thing under there, it's coming out the other side. I'm just like, just saying. Uh, oldest oh ride, god. longest line, longest line. And I'm just saying, it's a lot. I guarantee you that was a long line. So, with with, with, with that being said, uh. I want to make sure I give a shout out to, you know, spacesfilly.com for helping, you know, produce this podcast. We can check out spacesfilly.com. We can find all that great content on there. Blue Little Pop, Blue Little Pop Horror War Show, Both Sides, and uh, the Market Dark Show. Check out the Nerd Coalition's content on there. The No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, the Nerd Gasm Talk Podcast, uh, Drunk Off Silver Tongues, uh, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, Balls Downs Podcast, and, uh, Check us out on all the podcast apps, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, and also check us out on YouTube Premium as well. Make sure you guys, make sure you check out TheRealNerdCoalition.com. You get your Nerd Coalition merch, you know, the NC logo, NC logo with the lightning bolt, the Shazam lightning bolt, uh, the, the retro logo, and the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling uh, podcast shirts as well. Check out uh, the Wardrum. Where Q-Flow has his his whole full album on there. And check out the Q-Flow merch. And don't forget that on June 29th at midnight, Q-Flow's newest song will be released. And I will be oh, promoting yeah. it next week on the podcast, you know, to, to, to show love. Next week is, uh, I, I, I may record it earlier because next Saturday exactly is the 4th of July. Or mm-hmm. Jorf, as some people have been calling it now, to see what to put together Juneteenth, right? So, you know, we not celebrating independence, but we just celebrate some barbecue. You know what I'm saying? We just having a barbecue, yeah. It just happened to be Fourth of July. Uh, it just it just so happened to be that date. So, but yeah, so but uh, even still, go out there and, and enjoy your family and stuff like that. Be safe. Wear your mask. Social Wash distance. Your damn hands. Wash your hands because you definitely, <clears throat> if you want to get out of this thing. We we gotta take the little steps to you know to, to be better about ourselves in this thing. So uh, once again, man, uh, be safe out there. So this is the scene the place to be. Chill, try to stay indie, and the man that myth the revolutionary Q flow flow the rookie. All right, man. Y'all take it easy. All right, and make sure Q flow you take us out. <laughs> To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.